said and done, you're gonna be taking fingers out of your bad asses all night long because you got bad asses. The only one chance you have, you have no chance. If you had a chance, you need to run lickety split. You can't run because you're the bad asses. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I'm getting the tears alive. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with Ole Anderson, Lex Luger, and the Omni tomorrow night. I am not a happy camper. What is Bully Ray's motivation? No, I love him. I know he loves sugar. But I checked my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar, but I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, whoo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal. I'm the man. Booking a match for the total package like Luger and Super Bowl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. You every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! New York City, Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard is all about! I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Make, make, make a big, 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 You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the game, JR. Welcome back to E Entertainment. I am John Tesh. Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm Jules Asner. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> it's the only other. I, I don't know if it was actually Jules Asner. There was somebody who. There was a show Wild on. I forget who hosted that show. I think it was not uh, Nick Cannon. No, no, that's Wild and Out. That's on TV. Oh, I'm sorry. Wild on is a travel show. I'm sorry, I messed up my ridiculous fucking reality shows. I, I apologize for that, everyone. If, I hope you How can all... How can you not give Nick Cannon the reverence he deserves? Uh, I could give him a few things he deserves. <clears throat> all right. I'm not going to get into it. I think we did. I, I think we got into that a long time ago. Um, I don't know. That might have been like a movie show thing that I was a part of. I don't remember you going on a rant about Nick Cannon. That seems like that would be memorable. Well... Didn't say the nicest thing about Jewish people. But anyway, let's not get into that. Let's not. 
We've had too many fun, crazy things happen this week in wrestling that we're going to get to. Yes, folks, it is Wednesday night. That's right. It is June 1st. That's right. We're doing the show on the first of the month. That's right. I am Boxman. It is great to see you guys. I hope you're all doing well. I hope everybody's still alive after that pay-per-view. Uh, <laughs> wow, that was a long-ass pay-per-view. Thank God I got drunk and passed out in the middle of it. Uh, I watched the rest of it the next day. Uh, and that's how you do it, Smart. And that's how you fucking do it. Indeed. I was uh, right, by the way. Wild On, posted by Jules Asner, ran... 97 to 2009. There's multiple hosts. Okay. Right. You had Brooke Burke. You had Art Man. I feel like you would like Art Man. I don't know if you know who he is. But he basically has an entire career just hosting travel shows. So he'll oh. go to like Las Vegas or whatever, somewhere in California. He'll just show up to events and like get drunk and then interview drunk people. And that's how he makes a living. And he's the man's living the dream, essentially. Jesus, who did that show? What was that guy's name that used to do that fucking show? Uh, David Tell. Thank you, David Tell. Used to do basically the same show. Yeah, the Comedy Central show. I used to watch that one every now and then. Not a lot. But I did. I did too. It was good shit. I remember remember that shit. Back in the day, as they say, smart. Yes, yes, yes. There's still there's, there's an occasional episode every now and again that, that you can find on YouTube. I've watched a couple of those. I kind of miss that show. That was a good one. You know what? I I like politically incorrect too. What's the old Bill Maher? Yeah, actually, you know, I actually like Bill Maher. Trust me, I know he's a crazy leftist, but I'll tell you what. Lately, he gets it. <laughs> the uh, I I think he did an episode where he had like WCW wrestlers on there, and oh, yeah. he tried to come at Roddy Piper, and like Piper talked fucking circles around him. Well, because he was like, "Isn't this fake bullshit?" And Piper stood up and like pulled his pants down and had like a giant fucking scar down yeah. his leg. And he was like, "Does this look like fake to you?" Yeah, and and for some reason, Mar, this that's actually the, the anniversary was that it was just a couple of weeks ago. And some guy, um, Bill Maher, looked at him and I don't know what they were talking about. And Bill Maher is like, "Well, I don't have my pants down in front of a bunch of guys." And I look, Piper didn't miss a beat, turned around and went, "Well, how'd you get the job?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Piper was the fucking best. Oh, yes. Thank you. And thank you for sending that. I completely forgot about that one. Yes, we got a lot of pleasant things to talk about. We do, and we're definitely going to get into the MJF thing tonight. Um, Obviously, with the promo tonight, this thing's taken even more of a life of its own. Um, That promo tonight was uh, something else, Mark. Um, that was a hell of a promo we saw tonight from MJF. Um, we've got, uh, I got a couple of clips. I also have an unedited version of what he said um, when 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 we got bleeps. I don't know if Smart got bleeps. I know he watches on Fight, so. TSN, the highly, you know, as a citizen of Canada, of course, as we've established, um, I watched TSN. Of course, you being a Canadian. That's right. Person. Hailing from Winnipeg, of course. Yes. Go Blue Bombers. Uh, CFL preseason started. It's an honest to God thing that happened. It was a CFL preseason game on ESPN Plus. Really? Because they offered nothing but fucking bullshit. You don't get any like NF. You don't get like any NFL games, NBA games, you get an occasional Major League Baseball game. But they will show you fucking 
CFL preseason games and Chattanooga mocks college football. Oh, well. Man. So if you're a fan of irreverence, irrelevant sports and irreverent too, why not? Yeah. Then go ahead and check out ESPN Plus. Now you step it up in the world there, man. Anyway, all right. Let's get plugs done. Let's get into this uh, just wonderful, wonderful news on this show um, that we're going to be talking about, which uh, it's not all bad. I'm mean, Honestly, we, we've got a good pay-per-view to talk about and a good dynamite that we saw tonight to talk about. <clears throat> so not all going to be bad, which, of course, I am going to go ahead and start off with all of the greatness, and that is the high marks. That's right, Cheese Man Mojo and G Wiz Sunday nights, 8:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mixer.com/slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. You should be checking them out already. If not, and if you're not subscribed, go ahead, go to YouTube. You can check them out right there too. Metal Mitt Podcast, Metal Mitt Podcast Network. I'm already speaking weirdly and bobby anthem bobby blades they're the inhumans on the inhuman experience check it out apple podcast anywhere else you get good podcasts from eric doug and daniel everything unscripted wrestling podcast eup network if you're looking on blog talk radio the best thing to do is go to blog talk listen to one show they'll tell you when all the other shows are see that's how that works then you tell a friend and a friend and then they tell a friend and then they tell a friend and so on and so on and while you're doing that listen to steve milan that's right actually go check out steve milan on letterboxd boxd.com slash steven milan two l's in milan he's over there reviewing films so check him out and speaking of reviewing films unfortunately we did um i did do a uh, hollywood hangout movie show um talked about ray liotta and went completely old school anthony actually joined me for this episode um and uh, we talked and reminisced about uh, the late, great Ray Liotta, who we lost, I believe, Thursday, um, Thursday or Friday, but uh, last week. And uh, I thought he deserved an episode. So, uh, Smart, please. Yes, sir. Mondays, 8.30 p.m. on the Middle Net Podcast Network on the Mixer Machine. It is Cheese on Sports with Cheese Man G with Luke Birch. Uh, Matt and myself, the season finale was this week, and we went out with a bang. We did our all-convict NFL team. So if you want to hear us discuss traf- uh, drug trafficking, terrorist threats, murder, all numbers, pretty much any sort of felony that you could think of, we, we covered them all extensively. Ooh. And <laughs> there was a lot of zany sound effects. There was even a we, – we, we talked at length about Creed, too. So if like if you, you hadn't reached your end with all the talk oh. of murder and spousal abuse, we, we also made you listen to Creed because oh. that's how much we love you. But uh, also, oh. who else loves you is Mojo and Dirk with Mojo and Dirk's most dastardly show. They're both here, so there was extra pressure for me to get it right, and I got it right because I'm an audio broadcasting professional. Who else is an audio broadcasting professional? It's Bobby Anthem with Planet Tour. Planet Rack and Tour with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave, Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. They dropped two in the last time we talked, two new episodes, which, if my math is right, I've been telling you about episode eight. That's going to be episode ten now. How about that? You would have known that if you were subscribed. You told me you subscribed, but you fucking lied to me, so make it right and subscribe so you can get season one and season two wherever you get your gosh darn podcast. Do it and do it now. Fucking lie. Hmm? Let me turn this fucking music down before they lie and tell me I didn't. 
Oh, Dirk is snitching on people. Oh, shit. Mojo is in the wrestling outlet chat. And cheese, you no good scallywag, with Bobby Anthem is in the get in the corner chat. Oh, those sons of bitches. Go, oh, come on. Go where you want to go. Enjoy yourself wherever. Oh, Dirk, come on. We all know you sneak out anyway. I mean, you know, if you want to pull up a high chair, you know, <laughs> that yuck nasty, the, the, the dwarf of tiger. I love yuck. Oh, shit. I've never but seen him. All so. we're saying is we combined are like eight inches taller than him. Oh, okay. <laughs> he is short, man. No, nah, we love him. We love you. Shout out to you. They do some pretty funny shit there, I got to say. <laughs> pretty short, man. They uh, One of the last times I had listened to their show, they were talking about a guy who got the, it was a teacher, I believe, that got in trouble for selling cupcakes for like a bake sale that had her husband's sperm in them. I remember this. And but they were taking turns. Yuck and Doggo were taking turns with like one would read one word and the other would read the other. So they're talking about like forcing these children to eat semen filled cupcakes, but they're like reading it like run DMC or Beastie Boys style. So it was fucking <laughs> had me doubled over. It was amazing. <laughs> that does sound fucking amazing. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Oh my god. It was so humid here today. It rained this morning. It was fucking eight, 92 degrees. I'm just fucking dying. I apologize from coughing a little bit. I might even sneeze a couple of times tonight. Whew. With this fucking honker on me. It's not, it, it's, it's hard not to get allergies, you know? I understand. No, you don't understand. No, you don't. Well, not entirely. No, 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 no. You don't have this schnoz on you. I do. I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm trying to figure out exactly what we should start with, Mark. I know we've got a lot to get into here. Um, we don't have a ton of news. Why don't we run through the news, then we'll do a quick overview of uh, Double or Nothing, because we're already pretty far removed from it already. A little bit. And then we'll uh, go ahead and knock out AEW. I'm going to... Cross my fingers and pray to Lord we don't do two hours and 45 minutes tonight. Um, anyway, let's, uh, you know what, you want to start with the MJF thing? Get it out of the way? I feel like that is sort of the most prescient of all things. I think it is too. Um, okay, so everyone by now more than likely knows exactly what's going on with the MJF thing. Um, he uh, no-showed a meet and greet. Um, uh, last week that was happening, uh, kind of like a little, um, Saturday, it was a Saturday before right. the paper. Yeah. Kind of like an access event is what it was, you know, just kind of get in there, meet everybody, talk to everybody. Um, now he knows showed that and you know, uh, the news coming out was the AEW officials were reportedly not happy with MJF's actions. Well, no shit. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know. Because um, I'm uh, sure that they loved the fact that they promoted he was going to be there and they formed the line uh -huh. and they had to tell the line of waiting customers that he was not going to be there. Yeah, I'm sure that was great. It felt great for him. I'm sure, I'm sure they were very happy about that. Uh, anyway, let's, I guess let's go back. We're not going to go way back. Let's just go back to May. And, you know, he was kind of already leaning towards 
not leaning towards, but he was already making those little hints on television smart, on Dynamite usually, about 2024, about WW, about the other company and other offers. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I, I guess that's where the seed was planted, which is not far, not long ago. You know, just that was May 12th is what we're looking at here. Um, and by the way, y'all can thank Forbes for this little timeline. They went even further back. I'm not doing it. This is as far as I'm going. Um, <laughs> they got like one of those fucking cork boards, like how they have with the police procedurals of just <laughs> drawing out the entire timeline. That's probably what it is. Probably would it, or I mean, you know, by by now it's probably like just a big, uh, like a big television screen with shit on it, um, and and then May twenty sixth there was this little media scrum. I fucking hate that word. I don't know why. I despise that word. Um, MJF quickly tweeted and then deleted um, a great reply, which I believe was LOL. Fuck this company. LOL, uh, and then deleted it. And Tony Khan immediately said, I think wrestling thrives when real life meets on screen. Way to cover your ace, Tony. Um, And then he, you know, we go to two days after that. He no-shows. And then we, obviously, there was all this, is he going to show up for the pay-per-view? Is he going to show up for the pay-per-view? Go ahead. Please. I was going to ask, did you hear about Ticketgate? I guess we'll call it. It's not an official term, but that's what I'm going to coin it as. Uh, no, please. All right. So I, and I can dig it up if you'd like. But sh- uh, Saturday night, I want to say roughly around 9 to 10 o'clock Eastern time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Rossap was reporting that somebody had purchased MJF a ticket out of Las Vegas. And this later turned out to be that the plane got delayed. Then eventually he wasn't on the plane. But he, uh, Sean Rossab swears up and down that he has proof that somebody bought MJF a ticket. And apparently, this is again according to him. I'm not just pulling things out of my ample rear. Oh. Um, <laughs> it was somebody from WWE that did it. Mm. So, dun, 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 dun. Cue the uh, CSI sting. Yeah. Um. MJF could have done that, dude. <laughs> yes. There's... Well, I mean, he and he, he hosted a whole fucking show about it on YouTube, where it went from like midnight to two a.m. where of like just speculation and fielding fan questions about it and swearing up and down that he saw the, these screenshots and whatnot. MJF got a ticket out of uh, Las Vegas that was purchased for him, but he wasn't on the plane, and then the fight was delayed, and it was this whole big epic saga that amounted to jack shit. And Essential. Yeah, and first of all, whoever gave you that broke FAA regulations and the law. So fuck you. You're not supposed to know who's on a plane, dick. Yeah, it was a commercial flight, too. It wasn't like a private. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, dick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, sir. Hey, look, I broke the law. <laughs> anyway, um, I, and, and, you know, I, I actually saw a lot of people surprised they put that match on first. I actually thought it was a great idea. You immediately just completely get rid of the, the, the whole, is he there? Is he not there? Look, motherfuckers, yeah. he's here. Shut up. It was an albatross. I don't know if you saw it, but that was like what the plane thing that he was doing. 
That mm-hmm. was what that was in reference to. Yeah. Was the whole, he must have a plane out of here. And he's going to come back. It's not going to come back. Uh, so th- I think this is, I think this is a little truth, a little exaggerated and a little Hollywood mixed in it. I, I kind of wonder if, cause for the longest time, it just seemed like it was a work. And it seemed like he was like, maybe like, obviously he was, if the offer from WWE is going to be out there when the contract is up and they're going to be willing to pay him a you know, hefty chunk of change, he's going to entertain the offer. But I think right now, more than anything, it's just like, you know, more or less keeping his name out there and just sort of working everyone. And then it seemed like he kept floating it out there so much that eventually it started to become a real thing that he was like agitated with the company and it became more and more on the real side of things. And then next thing you know, you really can't tell what is real and what's not real. And if he's going to be at that pay-per-view or not, like it became a whole big saga. Yeah, it really did. It kind of, like I said, it took, it took on this whole like life of its own, this whole thing. But I really do. I think it's a little bit of everything. I think it's a little bit of, uh, of exaggeration. I think there's a little truth in what he's saying. Um, according to old Wade Keller at PW Torch, he says uh, MJF received a pay raise in, uh, in January. But he's still making a lot less money than some of the ex-WWE talents. Such as, let me just bring up a few of these names here. CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Kristen Cage, Mark Henry, Malachi Black, Adam Cole. CM Punk's been in the business forever. Brian Danielson has done things that uh, made a name for himself in every company he's been to. Christian Cage, uh, I mean, Hall of Fame worthy signing. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, what else do I say? Mark Henry, still a legend. Still a legend. Malachi Black came over hot, and Adam Cole came over fucking smoking hot, too. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. MJF definitely, some of what he was saying tonight was definitely true. He is a very high draw for that show. AEW, Dynamite, and when he's on, if, if he's on Rampage. But for Dynamite, he is a big draw. And I do get it. I get where he'd want to be um, given more money. Now, here's what he wants. And I think, I think there would be a better way of going at this if you'll follow along for a second, Smart. What he wants is Tony Khan to renegotiate his contract now. Okay. I understand where Tony's coming from. I renegotiate for you. Every motherfucker's going to come to me. Oh, I'm not making enough. I need to renegotiate too. Oh, you did it for MJF. Oh, I need to also. Oh, you did it for MJF and this one. And then it's three people. Then four people. Then everyone wants to renegotiate mid-contract. And you are sunk as a company. I see where he's going. But... There's other ways to give talent money without renegotiating contracts. There's television appearances on other shows. There's merchandise. There's a lot of other ways to give money in the industry than just renegotiating the contract. Correct? I, I think. I would, I would guess. You there? Okay. I really agree with you. And to that point of, yeah, like, 
it's it's kind of a catch twenty two situation because if you extend his contract or you know you pay him more money, what have you, then yeah, you are opening up Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of you know you you want to appease him because obviously what you have in him is unique more so than a lot of people because of how young he is and how much he can contribute already. Mm-hmm. Cause you had, there's certain people on the roster that like can be big stars, people, you know, like a Lee Moriarty or a Daniel Garcia or what have you, but he already is a big star and he is the same age at your, you know, or younger in some cases than some of the people who they have tapped to be stars in the future. Like he's already there and he's only like, I think 24 or so. I think you're right. I think I think 24 sounds right. 24 sounds right. Almost exactly. Um, Weeb says the chat will renegotiate with Wrestling Outlet. There you go. What the fuck y'all got to negotiate with? <laughs> this I gotta see. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, shit. All right. But it, yeah, I mean, it's... Tony's in a tough spot too. Honestly, Tony's not in the best of spots here either. I think actually Tony's in a pretty, pretty big pickle, if you will. Excuse my language, everybody. Um, So on the latest PW Torch, he said MJF started in AEW uh, 2019 on a starter deal, which can be anywhere from 40,000 to 70,000, but is now making hundreds of thousands of dollars, which is... Still modest compared to the salaries of other top AEW talents. Um, he said in many cases, those wrestlers are getting paid four or five times more than him. So, you know, MJF is, by all accounts, is kind of fuming over this. He felt his work, professionalism, rapport, and friendship with Tony would have led to Tony renegotiating his deal when about two years was left. Uh, I still say he's opening up that box. I, I, I just, you can't do it. Uh, he said, and by the time January 1st, 2022 came around, yes, he got a new contract and a raise, but MJF was thinking, hey, come on, Tony, approach me. Get me on the level of some of these people you keep bringing in. I'm doing great work and I'm drawing great ratings. And And, and when Tony didn't do that, MJF, the way he handled it was to get very angry privately, and then it kind of exploded publicly. So, I don't know. Like I said, there's a lot to unpack to this whole story, but I see where both parties are coming from. I see where MJF wants more money, and he's definitely right about a few things. But you put pen to paper... It's for a certain amount of time. And nothing is guaranteed that they are going to come back and renegotiate in two years. Unless you have that in your contract, we we renegotiate midterm. But I, I, I don't know, man. Like I, and that's the tough part is I see both sides here. So I really can't, Pick a side. I totally see where Tony's coming from. I totally see where MJF is coming from. I do think MJF is being a little way, 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 way. But that's just me. 
I mean, I agree. I don't think I really have necessarily a side to pick on this one. Um, I could definitely, like I said, I could see both sides too, like you were saying. If I was MJF, I guess I would be a little bit upset because I could see why he would want to make the money of, like, of the guys you listed, really only Punk and Danielson, in my opinion, contribute more to the show than he does. Because you look at some of the other people, like, MJF absolutely contributes more than Christian does. Like, more people are paying to see MJF at this point than Christian. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Even I would, Adam Cole is like, it's sort of a catch, you know, it's kind of a pick em at that point, but I feel like he's more, MJF is at this point more valuable to him to, mm-hmm. or to them. But I mean, you can make an argument either way, I suppose, but like, you know, Mark Henry, certainly, you know, some of the other people that, you know, that were former WWE people, even Malachi Black, they're doing a lot with him and he's a star for them. But if I feel like, you know, if you had to pick either or, I would take MJF instead. It just it is what it is. You can get more mileage out of him, I think. Oh, but yeah. oh yeah, I, I can see why he would want to be paid at, at the very least at that level, because you keep seeing more and more people being brought in. That's theoretically more and more of the pie that you could have gotten that you're not getting. I understand the sour grapes on that front. Yeah, but we're also talking about a guy who's. I mean, MJF really hasn't been around that fucking long. No. You know, it's, I get wanting to be up there with, with a lot of those guys, but let's think how long a lot of those guys have been in the business. Let's think how long a Malachi Black starved on the fucking indies or, you know, a couple of those fucking guys. You know, I mean, some of those guys have paid a lot of fucking dues. <clears throat> and I got a feeling a few people on the on, on one side are thinking kid you got to pay your dues you'll get a, you, you'll get there you'll definitely get there but be patient not booker t booker t's like just pay the man tony <laughs> i mean it, it's so hard because like this is you know this is why what makes wrestling so unique because like if it were a real sport somebody that is his age and that is contributing as much to his team mm-hmm. if you want to look at it like that as yeah, mjf does like he, they'd be making they'd be making big fucking bank in any of the other sports leagues that are you know not predetermined i guess for like but but then even in the hollywood world you know if you have a young star that brings people in they're going to be getting paid a lot of money too so this is like mm-hmm. sort of the only re- you know wrestling is like how do you calculate you know, the contribution and the worth and how much you should be paid, you know, all of that in in terms of, like, you know, the sports entertainment the element, landscape of it, whatever. It's just sometimes those numbers are hard to quantify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Most definitely, man. But, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, and I mean, there's a few more things that we could get into that uh, uh, Wade Keller got into. But, honestly, it's just kind of, beating a dead horse at this point because we actually know a couple of things now that we you know they didn't know we know he did show up for double or nothing we know he did lose a double or nothing um i kind of thought they were going to write him off for a few weeks when they took him out on a stretcher meanwhile he's back cutting fucking scathing promos tonight um you know what we probably should just go ahead and get into his promo real quick and then just move on from mjf and that's it right yeah. yeah, yeah. Then we can move on from this. Um, getting to the uh, getting to a little more news in the pay per view. Uh, so t- obviously, we all heard of this promo from MJF tonight. 
I mean, the crowd fucking was loving every minute of MJF and this promo tonight. And I don't blame him. I thought it was a great fucking promo, man. He was, he wasn't fucking holding back. It didn't seem like it was really, it felt pretty damn real, Smart, didn't it? <laughs> Did it give you, I got a couple vibes from it. First thing I got was Flair when he was yelling at, in WCW, yelling at uh, Bischoff. I got a little of that. Um, and and um, as I remember the other one, oh, I'll, I'll tell it to you because I've forgotten so far. Um, but anyway. Pillman? I was hearing a lot of people say Pillman. A because it's bit. just a matter of, is it a work? Is it not a work? Tiptoeing. Oh, and Stone Cold vibes. I actually got some Stone Cold. Just the whole shit talking to your boss thing. Like ECW Stone Cold? Where he cut those scathing promos yep. on like ECW? Yep. Yep. Exactly. But um, he was, I loved it. He got real. He was talking about all the rumors that we just mentioned. Every single one of them almost he brought up started screaming, screaming. At Tony Khan, there you go. Dirk saying Pillman and ECW. I can see that too. I can see a little bit of that too. I see a lot of pieces of a lot. I even see some. I even see some Piper when I when MJF talks. I really do. I I see some Piper when he kind of gets a, a little bit uh, calculated and laughy. That uh, that that's Piper when I see him do that. So he's got a lot of little pieces of a lot of guys, but. Um, this was the perfect promo they had him do. You know why? He loses to Wardlow. He didn't have to go in the ring and woe is me and blah, blah, blah. There's something else going on. And they fucking put their fucking finger on it and let him go out there and talk. His mic did get cut at the end. Um, and we'll hear that. But uh, I thought this was fucking great. I thought this was a great a, a great idea to let him do this. Like I said, didn't have to mention Wardlow. Didn't have to mention all the, you know, boo, I lost. What do I, now what do I do? You know what you do now? You go after your boss. My worry is that this is going to give us Mr. Khan, on-air character Mr. Khan, if you know, I think you know where I'm going right there. <laughs> um, well, it all depends on what Mr. Khan we get, because... I understand that, you know, you as somebody who has a wife and kids and people who love you, you don't have the opportunity to watch some of these press conferences. But the Tony Khan that we got at the beginning of the press, the media scrum, they were calling it after Double or Nothing, mm -hmm. was phenomenal because it seemed like he did all the cocaine, just all the cocaine, allegedly, of course. Because <laughs> he was fucking on one. I encourage everyone to check out, like, just the CM Punk bullshit at the very beginning of the media scrum. Because he, like, I mean, somebody asked him about, like, what Eric Bischoff said about CM Punk, like, not being a draw or whatever. And, like, he was, that's fucking bullshit. And he pounded the table. And, like, he went on this long tangent about how much money Punk's made for them. Meanwhile, his eyes are about to shoot out of his fucking skull, like always. It was, it was a wonderful time. He, couldn't address any of the MJF stuff at the time. So that's sort of if you're looking for information there, it's, it's a no-go. I really, I'm starting to love this fucking guy more and more. Every fucking time, dude. This is, that, that, that's great. That was great. He's like Vince if Vince was homeschooled. Like, he's not completely crazy, but you could see, like, in a couple of years, we might get there with him. 
Vince homeschooled Vince. Holy shit. Because he's like, he's, he's nerdy. So he's like, Vince isn't a nerd, but Vince is a lunatic. So it's more of like, okay. if you gave somebody who hosted a wrestling podcast millions of dollars and a chance to run their wrestling company, this is probably what you would get. Yeah, I mean, Tony Khan is a rich kid in a candy store. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of what he is right now. But, um, um, I, this 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 fucking promo though was great, but you know what? If we do get uh, coked up Tony Khan out there, I, I'd be happy with that. I'm actually uh, kind of uh, I'm kind of pushing for that now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of want to see that now. So, um, but uh, great promo, man. I and, and okay, so there was two little. There was one part of that promo that did get cut. Give me a sec. Let me go to that because it's on my phone here. And I've got two little, I was hoping they're not taken down. Doesn't look like they are. All right. Here's the first one, which is just a little piece of that promo. Here we go. Oh, no, 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 no. Make sure he hoards all that money. Make sure he hoards all that money so he can give it to all the new ex-WWE guys he keeps bringing in. All right. I'm love the, the crowd love that one. And then where you again most of us heard a bleep when he leaned over the ropes and started screaming MJF. Don't fire me. Tony, don't tell me down. You piece of shit. Shut your mouth. Look at me, Tony. Look at me. I want you to fire me. You fucking mark. Fire me! Fire me! Mike got cut off. He's slamming it, yelling, fire me. He slams the mic, throws it down, and starts walking out. Boy, this is going to get people talking <laughs> just like we are right now. The whole time, like, when he hit the line about like how, pay, how he, he's going to hoard money and they're going to pay people from WWE that can't lace his boots. Mm-hmm. I just pictured like the monocle popping out of Keith Lee's eye. Just be like, uh, unprecedented. <laughs> I could just see him looking at Swerve going, did that seem uncalled for to you? <laughs> Rather uncouth? <laughs> matters, sir. Matters. Swerve just like that, so right. That was very unclassy. <laughs> Damn it, Swerve. Unprofessional. <laughs> like, like, do you have to wear the top hat everywhere? Bring that man some Old Spice immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. All right, I think we're uh, good on the promo now. Excellent promo. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, it's going to get people talking. It is going to get buzz because they hit all the things that were already buzzing. They didn't wait till it died down like some other company I know would do. They strike when the iron is fucking frozen. But AEW right now is striking with the iron hot with this, whether it's whether it's storyline, whether it's not, whether it's like, you, you know, completely fake or like I believe it's 
a little of everything with a little exaggeration, with a little bit of bullshit, everything, a little sprinkle of everything in there. It's good shit. Yes. I mean, it's compelling at the very least. And it's kind of unfortunate that that's where we are today yeah. with wrestling, that like it has to be sort of negative or salacious in order to get us to be interested. But I mean, they're onto something for sure. Cause I mean, that captured, everyone was talking about it all weekend. And now I feel like everybody's going to be talking about it for the rest of this week at the very least. So, Well, this was very attitude era ish. It had that reality mixed with, you know, emotion, but turned up to fucking like, you know, a billion right there, which was great shit, man. Great shit. And I'm, uh, like you said, compelling. It's definitely compelling. I'm definitely looking to see where they go from here with this storyline. Um, damn, next week's going to be a good week of fucking wrestling. Indeed. Next week, be good, be good. So, all right, from there, Smirk. Um, what do you have? You have three. Yeah, go ahead and uh, knock out one of yours, my man. All right, let's do it. I guess um, from one controversy to the other, mm. there is a uh, far less fun person that was dominating headlines. It was also an AEW. Uh, I guess was might be a term to uh, underline in that sentence. AEW's Jake Atlas arrested on domestic violence charge. That's always fun, right? AEW's Jake Atlas was arrested in Orlando, Florida on May 23rd at a misdemeanor battery domestic violence charge. Atlas's real name, Kenny Marquez, or Kenny Martinez, I, I don't feel like it's either or, like he has to have a name, but uh, apparently there's two different ones based on court documents, was arrested in the early hours of May 23rd, which is Monday, it was, uh, after an incident that began at an Orlando bar and continued at a friend's house. According to the police report, Atlas was drinking with friends at the bar and called his partner and asked him to join him. Atlas's partner did so, then tried to get Atlas to leave the bar. The report goes on to say that Atlas asked his partner to go with him, quote, to a female friend's house to engage in sexual activities. Uh, that, that doesn't seem like that would be... Anyways, the partner agreed, and a few friends then relocated to the friend's residence where Atlas continued drinking. Uh, the, the police report states that Atlas and his domestic partner got into a verbal argument at the friend's house after Atlas's partner, quote, showed more attention to the female half than to Atlas. All right, we got ourselves a tricky threesome going down. Mm -hmm. The report states that Atlas then, quote, became physically aggressive and charged at his partner. The report goes on to say that a friend twice stepped between Atlas and his partner, but that after the second time, Atlas scratched his partner's forearm, oh no, and tore his shirt the police report states that Atlas was given multiple opportunities to leave the scene without further incident, but refused, at which point the police were called. The arresting officer states in the report Atlas was given, quote, multiple opportunities to tell his side. However, he was only interested in talking bad about his partner. Based on the statements that the officer received and the scratch to the left forearm of Atlas's partner, the officer found probable cause to arrest Atlas on a misdemeanor battery domestic violence charge. Atlas was released from jail later that day and signed an agreement that he would have no contact with the alleged victim and must stay within or must stay 500 feet away 
until otherwise allowed by the Ninth Judicial Court in Orange County, Florida. Atlas will be arraigned on domestic violence charges uh, on the domestic violence charge on June 28th. Atlas debuted for AEW in December 2021 at a dark taping after being released by WWE in August 2021. Uh, AEW officially announced Atlas signing January 4th, 2022. So yeah, there you go. And of course, he is injured after that match he had with Adam Cole. So mm. been off TV for a minute, but he's been keeping himself busy, I guess. Yeah, and the uh, partner was outed. I don't know if you read who it was. I did not. Uh, the partner was said to have been Duke Hudson from NXT. I see. Now, I don't know if that's bullshit or not. I don't know if that's been debunked. I just know that's what the story was a couple of days ago. I'm not going to lie. I've been busy for the last couple of days. I haven't been able to keep up with a ton of stuff. Um, so don't quote me on that. Okay, so... So here's what I got. They were drinking. They were going to go bang a girl because I guess they swing that way every now and then, which, hey, that's fine. Good. That's fine. Um, and I guess the partner started paying more attention to the girl. Jealousy. Um, man, I, I got to tell you, with this being two guys fighting, I'm not quite... I'm, I'm a little conflicted here. On how to, how to... It, it is sort of a unique situation. And there is like kind of a similar uh, situation in a way with, uh, I think it was Hope Solo, the, the female soccer player, mm -hmm. that she had an incident with uh, her spouse too. But like when it's sort of the same gender, it, it does become a little bit trickier, I guess. And if it is indeed also another wrestler, then... It's somebody who theoretically is trained to defend themselves as well. So it's not like somebody who is, you know, has combat training or whatever and somebody who doesn't and, you know, they take advantage of them or whatever. No, but so something... it seems like it might have been equal footing. So it's like yeah. it does. Be, it becomes a weird thing because it's not, you know, as clear cut as a man striking a woman or, you know, there's been a couple of cases of like female UFC fighters that like date civilians and. You know, they have incidents with them and it's sort of, you know, one person's trained in combat and one's not. So it becomes, you know, much worse that way. But it's uh, it kind of, yeah, there's a little bit of a weird sort of, I guess, gray area with this where it's like you're not really sure exactly what's going on there. Well, and, you know, when you hear the words dom domestic violence, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a stigma of a word. You know what I mean? It's got that. It's got that label to it where you immediately think, oh, I must have been hitting a woman. Right. Well, no, that's not that's not what this is about, which is why I think that the, the domestic violence is in parentheses and the misdemeanor battery is probably what they're charging him with more. Um, but I mean, I, you know, I, it sounds like he got drunk. He got out of control. Now, the oh, I mean, it sounds like he has a temper because if he was warned a few times or he's a very bad drinker, maybe he was drinking gin. Some people get very angry on Jens, Mark. Um, I don't know, man. I, 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 this isn't something that this guy is known for. It's not like he fucks up. He fucked up. It was a while ago. We just found out about it. That's pretty crazy. This was hidden for, I mean, 
Uh, I only think about a week or two. A couple of weeks. That's pretty. That's, that's pretty hidden in the, in the for, for Meltzer. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I, like I said, I'm a little conflicted on this one. I'm. Uh, it, it just seems like he he got a little out of control, and um, sometimes that happens. He'll pay the price for it. Probably get a fine. Um, and a couple small things might have to do some anger management or something, and uh, he'll be done with it. But I mean, like I said, it wasn't like he was, you know, slapping around a woman or anything. Not that I ever approve of violence, but there's anger, there's jealousy, shit happens in relationships, right? <sighs> especially with alcohol it's... involved, especially with alcohol involved. And I'm just gonna probably leave it there smart please go ahead and get me out of this come on man i don't think you're gonna want to hear me because i was gonna say some people just need to know and to be quiet <laughs> <laughs> so i wasn't at all attempting to bail you out i was, I was digging the whole deeper no but i mean like in all seriousness i suppose it, it is it's it's a different like yeah assault's assault but you know i guess the important role is no matter what sort of relationship you're in bros over hopes yeah. It is amazing, like to the to the power of of women. I guess that like a, a relationship between two homosexual men was sort of broken up by a woman. Like that's that's fascinating. I guess they're not completely homosexual. If you know, you get drunk and you decide, hey, we should double team this lady, but I don't know. Well, I mean, it's shit went south somewhere. Well, I mean, I, I don't see why he wouldn't be bisexual. I got a feeling Jake Atlas has women throwing themselves at him. As well as men. I, I I would assume his options are pretty open. He's a very good-looking guy. He's well-built. He's just I'm I'm assuming both sexes throw themselves at old Jake Atlas and he must just decide he likes the smorgasbord, sir. <laughs> <laughs> his bedroom is a golden corral. Uh, he's himself to happiness. Listen, when you got all those options, I guess it's I guess it's tough to say no. I mean, <laughs> it's like, all right, check out this bedroom. I got a sex swing. I got a chocolate fountain. Uh, <laughs> all the needs are being met. You just need a guy with an indoor barbecue. <laughs> he's kind of fun. I, I fucking love golden corral. So quit fucking. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'll, I'll go there, but just sometimes I haven't go. I haven't been there since COVID because like it was a risky proposition before COVID. Now oh, yeah. it's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. It's gotten any better. I get it, but I got three kids. It's cheap, and they eat like kings when they're there. See, around here it hasn't even been cheap. Like it's been about the same quality, but prices have been even before inflation. Prices kept going up, so that's why a bunch of the ones around here. Close down. Uh, but it's only three adults, and then my kids, my two kids eat for free. So, ah, I see. So, you know, it's, it's not, it, it's better. And like I said, the kids go up and they go up and they go up and they get bread and they get this and they get ice cream four fucking times and they do what they want. It's, it's more fun for them. I, tend to go when they have the steaks and just keep getting steaks after steak after steak. <laughs> I don't like that because you have to talk to the person. I'm okay with that. I used to get I'm steak. I'm not okay because I, I don't know. I just feel like they're judging. 
and then while I'm waiting for the steak, I'll go get a little salad or a little something else, and then I'll go back and get the steak. And I, I think my problem is I like the dessert after dinner, but then I feel like kind of ashamed of myself that I'm like boxing out these like eight year old kids that are trying to. <laughs> put gummy bears in their ice cream and I'm trying to put gummy bears in my ice cream. And at the end of the day, I'm bigger and, and stronger than you. So I'm getting the gummy bears first. You're not getting any of the white gummy bears. Those are all smarts. You're why I go with my kids to the ice cream machine. Uh, right. As you should. <laughs> and why I go armed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a good way to deter such things. I might think twice about, you know, hip checking a child. If I think that their, their father is armed. <laughs> Durko like this. I, basically, what happens is you cut off and you cut me off in line. I lift my shirt. I go, "Do we got a problem here? Do we have a problem here?" I walk out to the parking lot. I open the truck, and there's like a nuclear warhead. <laughs> that was for you, Dirk. <laughs> that is one of the best sequences. I love how the light pulls out a bazooka. That was great. Uh, the whole movie is uh, message. That's a great movie, and actually, uh, I'll, I'll I'll spill a little bit of beans, maybe a little tease. I've been I've been kind of trying to get Dirk to come on the movie show, and that's one of the movies we said we might do. So, just a little tease that could happen. Hopefully, it will. Hopefully, it will. Oh, and I'm gonna have to be taking a few. Mid-June, I'm going to have just a quick programming note, Smart. Also, you're going to have to know this. I'm going to be taking, I'm going to have to take at least one day in June off of this show. I'm going to have to teach. It's going to be the 15th. Uh, June 15th, I'm going to have to be off for this show. I am going to be teaching a BB gun course to uh, Cub Scouts. Is this with the approval of the Cub Scouts, or are you just about to give them a surprise? No, I am a certified range master, sir. <laughs> I do like the idea of you, like, you going to parks and just being like, all right, you little motherfuckers need to learn how to defend yourselves. Shit's I, getting real out here. I, I actually can train them in archery also. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> I can't. I just it, It's a sort of a long story, and you have to know the person, but there is a guy... I worked with that everybody hated who claimed to have and I quote bad archery skills and I relentlessly clowned this man <laughs> I was like oh fucking green arrow out here in the um, streets I can hit my target uh, most of the time with the bow uh, how's that is that good yes well, I mean you also have a like you're, but he was acting as a, his primary his primary means of defense was a bow and arrow like you have a gun that's different yes but if like if somebody like if i upset somebody and i see them starting to reach for an arrow i'm going to have <laughs> ample time to fucking swarm them and, and get them to the ground or at least have to do something yeah and i can't see well so it takes me a minute to knock my arrow mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i'm like oh fuck where is that okay well, where's the bead where's the bead <laughs> so it's it's a little tough to uh, to do that, but uh, I like shooting my bow. My bow is just so. I bought my bow from a big boy, a big dude, um, and uh, it's about a seventy five pound pull. I've dropped it to seventy, and it's still. It takes me a minute, but 
God damn, will it stick the fuck in something? It's it's a hell of a bow. And uh, I've never hunted with it. I've actually never hunted before. But um, the guy wanted 75 bucks for the bow. It was a browning, very good bow. And it was a compound bow. So I said, what the hell? That's what yard sales in Texas will get you. You got yourself a Bo Jackson. Got myself a bow. Came with five arrows. And he even, I don't think he knew, but there were broad tips in there, too. Interesting. Yeah. I got some uh, tri-tips. They will slice you. They're razor blades. They're three fucking razor blades. <laughs> That's exactly what they are. You know, you ever seen an X-Acto knife? They look like large exacto blades into a point. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, but um, I'm not sure how we got on weapons. Oh, uh, Golden Corral. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Where you're most likely to be shot with a bow and arrow, public, I would assume. The Golden Corral. By a guy in camo pants and or camo overalls. Uh <laughs> Notice I said and or. You may have both on. Okay. Well, yeah, it's important. You know, like, as John Witherspoon once said, you've got to coordinate. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, the, the more camo, the better. Yeah, is what I'm always told. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's just, dude, I, I do appreciate the irony that, like, normally, and again, I'm not, I'm not one to talk, but the fattest motherfuckers are the most likely people to wear camo. It's like, you're not blending in with anything, sir. The fucking chair. <laughs> well, yes, because the chair has mended with their flesh. <laughs> they are now one and the same. All you've mended with, buddy, is the chair. Oh, shit. All right. Well, you know what? I guess let's just stick with the bad news. I do not want to spend a ton of time on this. I literally want to kind of read this article and just be like, hmm, we'll have to see where it goes and we're done. Uh, Tammy Sitch, we all know she was arrested, uh, in the beginning of the last month and she has pled not guilty. I don't know what the plan is from here on out. Uh, her lawyer did make a quick statement. It is, uh, right after, um, uh, it was today. I believe it was today. It was today. And uh, the lawyer did say, she feels absolutely terrible. I can't emphasize it more. She just feels bad in general. Everybody's life's ruined. Boy, you can't tell. <laughs> that could have fooled me. <laughs> exactly. Could have fooled me. She's still promoting her asshole on Twitter, probably right now. Um, I, I hope this lawyer told her, uh, stay off social media. Do nothing. Pretend your phone is broken. So, I don't know. He, hopefully he took it. Give me your phone. Give me your computer. Give me anything you can get online with. Um, but anyway, I don't know what it is. We're just going to have to... The, 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 the trial is continuing. We're going to have to see if she takes a deal, which I'm sure she'll be offered one or two of them. Um, and that one charge in Pennsylvania... Uh, is already dropped. I gotta say, it is kind of disheartening that she's seemingly going to once again get away with this shit. Eh, I don't know what's gonna happen here. 
I don't think she's gonna get away with anything else. She's gonna she she gonna do some. Perhaps I mean I would hope so because the I mean she's got to do something because it's it's only gonna keep getting worse and she already killed one person. I mean she keeps getting behind the wheel while she's fucked up and who knows how many more could be victims. Well, let's. Uh, I mean, come on, Smart. Let's see what happens in prison. <laughs> I mean, sort of the dream scenario is that it ends up somehow being a unisex prison, and she ends up like coming across Teddy Hart, who makes her disappear. Allegedly. I'll delete that. Uh, <laughs> we love you, Teddy. <laughs> I'll delete that for you, Smart. Delete. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I do feel like it would sort of be fitting justice of, like, Teddy Hart murdered me. I, I mean, like, it would only be fair, as, as much as I've used him for content throughout the years. If he just, like, one day, he show, I, I, I turned on the, the light in my bedroom. He was just standing there. I was like, well, yeah, what goes around comes around, I suppose. And he's just saying, sitting there going, ain't so sunny anymore, eh? Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, sunny days, bye-bye. Eh? <laughs> He's like the fucking candy man. If you say codeine three times in a mirror, <laughs> he shows up behind you and moonsaults salts off your bathroom, like fucking shower stall. If you say steroids, he sticks a needle in your ass. Mm-hmm. Don't say steroids three times. <laughs> Teddy Hart will show up and put a needle in your ass. <laughs> it's not steroids. Those, those are prescription, prescription drugs, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Fucking take Flintstone vitamins. Give them to my cats. This, this, these are for my cat. That's what they're for. All 40 of them at a time. 12 I mean, I'm glad that he's not hurting people anymore, but like, I kind of miss him. Yeah, you mean by, he's good content. You mean by not wrestling? Yeah, like I just wish like <laughs> you could keep him. Like how they, like how they did with Charles Manson. Where, like, you kept him locked up, but every so often people got bored, so they, like, wheeled him out, and he said some insane gibberish, and then we all, like, watched it and sort of had a good laugh, and then we put him back in the cage. Okay. Next story, Smart. That's right. (laughs) Of course. Although, I guess if we could keep the theme going, Sonny does kind of seem like if Golden Corral was a person. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean... I mean, just stand there and you'll be able to use her. <laughs> Next. Not quite as sanitary. Um, Next. Somebody who doesn't have a drug problem, as far as I know. Hey, who spilled uh, the refried beans? <laughs> is Matt Cardona. But unfortunately, Matt Cardona is injured. Do you know how I know this? Because... F4W Online says in this article, quote, Matt Cardona is injured. Oh. All right, next story. Okay. Um, <laughs> the NWA world champion posted on social media Tuesday that a recent MRI confirmed he has torn biceps. Quote, got an MRI today. Bicep is torn. Surgery needed. Will unfortunately need to cancel some dates. He, he, he put periods multiple times, so I read it as he wrote it. Uh-huh. Cardona wrote on Twitter, he suffered the injury on a Saturday GCW downward spiral in a match against Blake Christian. Quote, I tore my bicep, but I still finished the match and beat you, Cordona wrote on uh, wrote to Christian on Twitter following the event. Although the NWA has yet to comment on Cardona's injury, it will likely mean he will miss the promotion's upcoming always 
with a Z, Ooh. ready pay-per-view on June 11th. Hey, hey, hey. Cardona was scheduled to defend his title against the former champion, Nick Aldis, because that's apparently all the people they have in their roster. Mm. Cardona was scheduled to make his debut for Warrior Wrestling on June 5th from Chicago. He had been booked for GCW No Signal in the Hills from Los Angeles on July 15th as well. Uh, so no time frame, but that does suck because he's been doing some pretty interesting things, namely in GCW, but uh, yeah. sad times. Always with a Z. 1998 called. They want their Z back. Billy Corgan still thinks fucking Smashing Pumpkins is popular. Um, <laughs> they were for a while. I mean, I like them. I'm not, not going to lie. I like the band. I do. I do. Very good. Some very good songs. Very good songs. But um, I'm probably the only one that listens to that music. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm I weird. Know, and despite all your rage, you still used to Exactly. Exactly. Today. Today. Vince Point might have been the least intimidating mosh pit, I bet. Because, like, they tried to make some hardcore stuff, but it was just the heart wasn't. <laughs> I saw them. I actually saw them once. I saw them opening for. Let me think. Let me think. Rolling Stones. That's an odd combination. Yes, it was them. They. Yep, yep, yep. Smashing Pumpkins, Rolling Stones. That's who it was. It was, yep, man, and it was in Florida, of course, so Manson came out on stage, Marilyn Manson, with Smashing Pumpkins, and did a song, I forget what song it was. Um, I was probably drunk. Anyway, uh, you So you're right. sure that that happened, or was that just like sort of... No, I know that happened. I, I know that happened. I very good. I know it happened, but it was me, my buddy Mike, and his mom, who went to a lot of concerts with us. And she would just sit there and watch me roll joints and make sure the security didn't catch me. It's always good to have a lookout. Oh, she was a good mom. And then after she got divorced, she'd smoke with me. It was great. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that after she got divorced, she became a very good <clears throat> We'll uh, move on here. And um, I'm really sorry for Matt Cardona. <laughs> I had a friend's mom who was interested in me, but unfortunately she looked like the friend with a wig on. And uh, the particular friend in question was not a looker himself. So, you know, deduct the rest from that. Um, oh, no, there were real boobs. Unfortunately, there there was two more of them than there should have been. Oh, no, this. Oh, no, I, I meant this mom. Um, I see. Anyway. <clears throat> you're right. He was doing some good shit in GCW. Yes. And pretty much everywhere he went, him and uh, Chelsea Green were both uh, getting their name out there a lot, especially Matt Cardona, great heel, funny heel, which is even more fun. So uh, Dirk is saying he never cared for Smashing Pumpkins. I know it's pretty rude to do to people on on Halloween, but, um, you know, sometimes just to get rid of it, if you're going to clean it up, it's okay to smash it. I like the episode that they did when they were on The Simpsons. Because it was where Homer became part of the Traveling Freak show. They did like a Lollapalooza thing. His whole gimmick was that he would get shot in the stomach with cannonballs, but eventually he started taking a toll on his body. And they said that like one more cannonball could kill him, but he had to do it one more time to impress his family in front of uh -huh. all of the people at the Lollapalooza type thing. And there was a bunch of different 
musical acts involved, like Cypress Hill was on that episode. It was a pretty cool episode. Nice. Does sound like fun. It was like early '90s, back when it was still funny, like not how it is now. So it was quality stuff. Yeah. Sounds fun. Ridiculous. It's. You know, speaking of ridiculous, Mark. Yes. Let's uh. WWE Hall of Famer has been announced for a Nickelodeon uh, kind of a game show called Nickelodeon's Slime Cup. That's right. Fingers crossed for Coco Beware. Oh, no. Oh, no. You you don't even know. Or actually, you probably do by now. Um, If you say Jerry Lawler, I'm going to piss myself. I'm not going to. like, WWE legend Jerry Lawler is slated to host a kids show. Like, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer will soon have an opportunity that many only dream of having. The chance to get slimed on the Nickelodeon network that once brought you Rugrats, Wild Thornberries, and the cinematic classic Snow Day. That's right. As announced in a press release by Nickelodeon, WWE Hall of Famer... Nikki Bella will be taking part in a new Nickelodeon competition known as the Slime Cup, described as a T-rific golf competition. Get it? T-E-E-rific golf competition. The Slime Cup will feature four teams competing in a Nickfied golf course, Nickelodeon. Uh, with the final round taking place at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. The winner will receive the Slime Cup and Orange Blazer and naturally will get slimed, provided they survive the final hole known as the Unfair Way. (laughs) You see what they did there? It's usually a fair way. But what they did is they made it unfair. And a fair way is unfair you see what they did there? I think it's a little bit uncool to refer to Nikki Bella as the final hall. <laughs> Rather inappropriate, gentlemen. I, I, I can't believe you know sold the fairway thing. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm just sitting here vexed that, like, <laughs> the three biggest things were Rugrats, Wild Thurnberries, and the movie Snow Day. It's like, all right, you had SpongeBob, you had fucking Doug, Rocco's Modern Life, all that, Keenan and Kelly, Snow Day. Was the third biggest thing that they've like, kind of like contributed. Yep. Well, luckily she'll be part of the pink team uh, alongside a professional golfer uh, and two time PGA Championship winner Justin Thomas and Nickelodeon star Isaiah Cruz. Other native, notable names taking part in the competition are Terry Cruz, NFL stars Justin Herbert, uh, Saquon Barkley. Did I say that correctly? Saquon. Saquon. Basically. Okay, I apologize. And pro golfers Colin Morikawa and John Rame and Lexi Thompson. Never heard of any of them before. So there you go. This is uh, the first thing she's doing after the uh, AGT Extreme show where she was one of the judges. And um, good for Nikki Bella. So any of you that watch Nickelodeon, I unfortunately do sometimes because I have kids. So just thought I would mention that. And uh, let's move on. Yep. (laughs) 
I mean, I guess it's appropriate that she'll be working with kids because it's sort of a similar, you know, maturity level, knowledge level, that sort of thing. IQ. Uh, IQ. Yes. Yes. See, we're on the see, we're on the same wavelength. See. I mean, they they both like stickers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bless her, though. I mean, for somebody who has such little talent, she's she's made it far. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, she has. I mean. I'll watch the show if you could promise me that we'll get a, like at least ten minutes of somebody trying to explain the rules of golf to me. Uh, no, I'm no, I don't. I, hopefully, they do that before the show. She, I, I want to like so badly just for her to completely miss the tee and then to yell touchdown. Somebody told me I'd learn a lot by watching this guy Dorf. Legitimately, one of the greatest moments of my life was I had a couple of cousins that were in, like, I guess, Little League baseball or whatever. I don't know. It's like it wasn't quite Little League, but you hit the ball off the tee. And um, one of the kids came up and they hit the ball and they made contact with the ball and they like hit it like shallow to right. And they just stood there. They didn't know to run the bases, so they just stood there and everybody was yelling at them to run and they just became more confused. So, like, they ended up getting out because they, they didn't run at all. Aww. And I just sat there from the, the bleachers laughing hysterically because it was a beautiful <laughs> moment because it wasn't my kid or a kid that I was associated It's still funny when it's your kid because the first time my kid got a hit, he got nervous and didn't and forgot to run too. So, it happens. And all you can do is just talk to them and the next time they usually get up there and get running you just got to remind them that you have money on the game of and course if they like mcdonald's and never wish to have mcdonald's again they need to get to running you want a bed to sleep in kid win this fucking game will you <laughs> ice cream if you get don't the- win not having a house buddy you get I'd the- be like i would like going camping because your ass is sleeping in a tent for the rest of your life Fucking camping. Get the fuck back out there and cover the spread, you little shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank God I don't gamble. <laughs> As you can see, I'd be horrible at it. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got one more quick one, Smark, and then we've got two, hopefully, quick reviews to zip through. We can kind of tie both reviews together, obviously. And uh, that should uh, make everything a little quicker. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've got the last one here, and then we can roll on reviews, man. All right. <laughs> so there is more, um, I guess, speculation coming out about things that may or may not happen. Wyndham Rotunda, the former Bray Wyatt in WWE, took to social media to comment on his future on Twitter. Rotunda said that he is, quote, ready now, and that is, quote, almost time. Teasing a return to in-ring action. Everything's good that's ever happened to everything good that's ever happened to me. First came a period of horrible suffering. He wrote, I never asked why. I just wait for the rough period to end. I was chosen for whatever reason. And I've got shit to do. Reflex. It doesn't hurt anymore. It burns. Speaking of Sonny, I'm ready now. Quote, I'm tired of watching, he added. Tired of hearing irrelevant clowns speculate how I'll be perceived, tired of hearing about my greed, my desired question, wherever and whenever I decide to return, I'll remind everyone why they know my name again and again. Believe in me. Patience. It's almost time. 
again, I read every period there. So just so you know, Wyatt has not wrestled since being released from WWE in July 31st of last year. Last November, it was reported one of his first projects post WWE was a golf show with Nikki Bell. No, was a feature film <laughs> collaboration with Collison Studios and its owner, Jason Baker. So he did a movie that no one knows about. So that's pretty cool. Mm. I don't even think. No, I think we did talk about it when it came out or when it was being filmed. One of the Honestly, two. God, don't recall that. There's a lot I don't recall, but. Well, know. that's true. I guess when you occasionally do a show drunk, you, you miss things. But um, mm. yeah, so good for him. He may or may not be coming back at some point, somewhere. So that's uh, that's pretty good news for you. Yeah, and he does this when AEW has pay per views coming up. If you have, he gets bored. He wants some attention. You guys, guys, long. Yeah, a little bit of look at me, look at me. Hey, I'm Maybe. still here. Still here. Still here. Hi. Brother's out there running a farm. He doesn't get to see him so much. And needs friends. Guy's out there in the middle of fucking nowhere banging JoJo. Um, I mean, it is pretty cool. I mean, life's fucking good. Shut up. All right? <laughs> yeah, fucking closer. Jesus Christ. Why are you going to come back to wrestling? I wouldn't. Good God. All right. All right. Well, I guess from there, obviously he didn't show up at the pay-per-view or anything. So we know what happened with that. And uh, all right. So I guess from there, we can go ahead and I can close out the internet. All right. And I guess, like I said, I think we can tie these two together a little bit, Smart. Okay. I believe. Maybe. You think? Sure. I think we can. Um, We'll start a little bit with the... uh, Let's, uh, we'll start a little bit with Double or Nothing. Obviously, it happened Sunday. Um, had a few debuts come out of it. We had uh, Athena come out of it, who really just stood at the rampway you know, with uh, Anna Jay and Chris Statlander. But it was enough to, you know, do what she needed to do. And we also had Stoke, uh, Stokely Hathaway. Um, That's right. Sorry, I hear the name Hathaway. I think of Miss Hathaway from the Beverly Hillbillies. But that's the former Malcolm Bivens. And, Smark, I do remember both of us saying this guy will be a hell of a pickup. Mm -hmm. And I think we actually said this would be the best role for him. Yeah, I mean, people like him. He has a good character and... I mean, you always need a manager in wrestling. There's always a couple of people that can benefit from having someone talk for them. So it's a good fit. It's a nice little pickup. Um, mm-hmm. There's also Roosh, apparently, is coming in. He's going to be Andrade's new business partner. Because there was a part of Double or Nothing where Andrade just very honestly admitted that the whole Hardy family stable sucked. And they're nothing but losers. <laughs> like, that was almost his exact yeah. words, where we lose all the time and I don't want to be associated with losers. So it's like, all right, we're, we're moving past this fucking stable that went nowhere. And I'm teaming up with, like, actual family. Finally, I agree with the guy. Yeah. <laughs> totally. says Anne Hathaway. I was thinking of Donnie Hathaway, personally. Okay, Anne Hathaway. It was a good one. Good one. Good one. That one, too. Um, so I guess we really quick, I mean, we don't need to get a lot into it. Obviously, we now know what happened. Uh, Wardlow had a match tonight on uh, AEW, so we know he is uh, 
now signed with AEW. Um, this match, I think, was exactly what the crowd wanted. It, not only the crowd, I think it's what every AEW fan wanted, needed, was waiting for. And we got every bit of what we wanted, I believe. I would say so. You're talking about the pay-per-view opener, of course. Yes. Yeah, the double or nothing match. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I agree with you what you said earlier, that it was a good call to put it on first. Because it was sort of an albatross that was hanging over their head that they just got rid of immediately. It's like, all right. Right. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's wondering what's going to go on. Send MJF out there. Not only out there, but out there first. Put the match on first. Let's just get all of this shit out of the way. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah, I think it was very cathartic for everyone because everyone wanted to see that. Everyone was kind of hoping that that would happen. It was sort of the uh, crowning moment, the beginning of where those sort of big solos push. So, yeah, we'll see where he goes. Hopefully he ends up doing good things with it. Yeah, and I mean, look, tonight he came out, he had music, he had no cuffs, he had an intro, everything was good, so... I don't know, but I, I thought it was, you know, a, a, just a funny thing. He's sitting there. You think he puts his foot on MJF, then get a two count, takes his foot off. You're like, oh, shit. He had 10 fucking power bombs on this guy. <laughs> poor, poor, poor MJF. Um, but, you know, with all the uh, rumors that he wasn't going to show Smark, there's only one person he really would have fucked over in that whole scenario. And it's not MJF. It's Wardlow. He would have fucked over Wardlow. And, you know, I don't think he would have done that. Uh, and I think he realized that. So either way, he came in. That match was it. And obviously we know what happened because Wardlow had a match tonight with J.D. Drake. Which I didn't... Uh, which did pretty much was a squash. Which was what it, that's what it should have been, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, you don't necessarily have him have super competitive matches until, like, at least pay-per-views. Yeah, I don't really want to see him have super competitive matches. But uh, it was funny when uh, smart Mark Sterling comes down and he's like, I have a lawsuit on behalf of all the security guys you've been beating up. And what does he do? He's like, oh, well, what the fuck is one more? He takes out the security card, shoves the paper in his mouth. Yeah, I mean, reckoning is going to be coming for them sooner rather than later because there's been all sorts of security guards, interns, uh-huh. yeah. people backstage that have been getting assaulted. Someone's coming for him. Someone's coming for him. But uh, the crowd was pumped for Wardlow tonight, man. They were they're, they're they're ready to see this guy go out there and do his thing. It's 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 time. It's been time, and uh, I think it's pretty cool seeing. Him. There we go. Which I guess can bring us to the Young Bucks versus the Hardys. Um, first thing I noticed is very early in the match, Jeff Hardy's boot looked like it either broke or started coming off. Having some, some boot problems. He was having some boot problems and he couldn't really do his moves without looking awkward, uh, but still got through it. Jeff's used to doing matches with, um, impediments. Yes. Questionable <laughs> equilibrium. Uh, impairments? That's right. Right, 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 right. Uh, Jeff did miss a move, but again, he really couldn't get like his balance. It was just, it was. I felt bad for the guy, uh, but it, it wasn't that bad. Um, 
Hardys did end up making a little late comeback. Jeff hit the swanton finally. And uh, Matt hit the twist of fate. And another swanton. Boom. End of match. Hardys took that match, which I was a little surprised. Young bucks don't usually lose. But like I said uh, the other night when we were doing predictions, they're really looking to build the Hardys as this strong one more run team. So I, we both figured they were going to win. Uh, we just talked a little bit about this. Um, oh, actually, while we're talking about the Hardys and Young, might as well get into the match tonight. The sort of 10-man tag team match uh, that they all had. They all kind of got back together. We had the uh, Matt Hardy, and it ended up being Darby Allen since Jeff was so beat up. Hardy, Allen, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian versus the Young Bucks, Red Dragon, and what was the other guy? Uh, boy. I wish I could help you. I'm also drawing a blank on the name, too. Big, big-haired dude. Um, someone will tell him. <laughs> bring in Senior senior Benjamin. Attaboy, <laughs> Weebs. Bring him back. Um, this was a pretty good match with Undisputed Elite getting the win. This was a good match. It was just... These matches get so fucking crazy um, with all these people in it. Just don't know who to fucking concentrate on. Uh, yeah, that that does become an issue at times, for sure. Yeah, I, I, too much, unfortunately. But um, the match, uh, going back to the pay-per-view real quick, um, had the TBS championship match, Jade Cargill, Anna Jay. A lot of interference by the baddies during the, mar- during the match. Um, it, it was... Uh, Jade Cargill still needs work. Yeah, for sure. I, I really just kind of want to leave it at that. I like Jade Cargill. Uh, I like Anna Jay. I don't blame a lot of this on Anna Jay. I think she was sort of going a little slower to set herself, to set up Jade and not go too fast. So I think it just came off a little... I guess to real quick go back to a hanging thread there. The big-haired guy is Hikaleo. He's oh, the uh, that's right. family member of fucking uh, Grills Destiny, the uh, guy, what is it, Ming's kids. That's right. That's right. Okay. He was out there a few weeks ago. Okay. okay. He's like the youngest of the, that particular brood. Right. 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 So, I mean, would you agree this match just seemed a little... Like, hard to start. Didn't get cranking at all. Yeah, it was underwhelming. I think we all knew that, like, Jade wasn't going to lose the match, and you didn't have that to fall back on. And then we always talk about it. There wasn't really enough to suspend your disbelief or to make you interested otherwise. Because it's like sometimes you know what the result's going to be, but the match is still entertaining, so you can still enjoy that much of it. But... We kind of didn't get any of that. The match was predictable, and the match wasn't terribly good. And, I mean, I think we all know that Jade's a little bit of a work in progress. She still has, you know, some things that she needs to improve on, but she does have that sort of star quality. So she's kind of learning as she goes. Yeah, she's definitely got something, and she definitely is improving as she goes. But, um, you know, and I mean, even tonight, um, but I, I, I like the way her... And uh, Stokely, or I'm, I guess that's what I'm, I, I just can't call him Hathaway. Stokely, they're already working together. Uh, they look like they're already 
in sync, and I think it's great. But uh, I like this little group. I like Cargill, Kara Hogan, Red Velvet. They look like they belong together and been together forever. It's 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 good stuff. Um, but it looks like they're all kind of getting this whole little thing. We got Anna J that came out, uh, Chris Statlander. So um, obviously you're you, we got a little three on three match happening soon. Yep. So there you go. See, we're knocking them both out. I like this. I like this. Giving you an old twofer one. That's it, old twofer. Who doesn't like the twofer? So we had the House of Black match on the pay-per-view on Sunday's mark versus the Death Triangle. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite comment, I was watching along with a chat room. Oh. When Mini Pentagon came out. (laughs) Yeah, it was a half. Actually, I think it was a half Pentagon mask, half uh, Phoenix mask. Mm-hmm. But we'll call him Mini Pentagon just for the sake of brevity. So, somebody in the chat room wrote, "What is Adam Cole doing out there?" And <laughs> that, that got me for a good five minutes. I was like, "Damn it, that was good." Oh shit! <laughs> oh, that is a good one. Um, great, great match. Great. Uh, I'm not quite sure what Brody was thinking. Oh, 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 I've got a dive too, and the dive didn't exactly. Um, I'm not sure if I would call it a dive. Might have been a dove. <laughs> Might have been a dove. I, no, it didn't even fly. It was a, it was a dud. It's what it was. A bit sting esque. Not necessarily the most agile. Fuck that. Sting's awesome. Um, we have Sting connects. <laughs> Sting's awesome. Uh, I thought this was a great match. Fast. Good, great high spots, and uh, my favorite, dude. We got missed. Julia Hart. I mean, the what, what the lights went out. You know, when the lights go out, something's fucked up. Lights go out. Julia Hart in the ring spits mist in the pack's eyes. Y'all know I love mist. House of Black gets the finish. I love mist. I'm, I'm a I'm a mist fan. What can I say? Yeah, I like it too. There's probably like it was definitely a match that we needed because at, at that point it was a bit of an underwhelming show at that because we were already like an hour in mm. and like you knew you knew what was going to happen in the matches already and this was like the beginning of where it could go either way, right? And it ended up I was probably like my third favorite match of the pay per view because it it started off like it seemed like it was going to be the match, but then obviously some other things happened, but. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. They like everybody involved has some pretty good chemistry together. Outside of like you know, like you mentioned, the Brody dive wasn't great, but everything else was pretty spot on. Yeah, the Brody dive actually. I, since he was okay, I laughed because I, he landed and stood up, so you knew immediately he was okay, and you're like, all right, all right, he's fine, he's fine. Um, meanwhile, we forgot to mention in that match uh, earlier with the. Uh, the Young Bucks, uh, Piccolero, was that his name? Piccolero. Piccolero, at one point went for a dive and hit his fucking head on the fucking, not on the mat, on the ground. Did you catch well, that? I mean, yes, but, you know, if you've watched old school wrestling, all I will say is that you are led to believe that he'll be all right. Oh, okay, so he's used to it. Okay. Yeah, he's Samoan. They, they, they're strong. They're That's strong right. People. You're right. You're right. I forgot. Samoan. Samoan. All right. So then we have the men's and women's 
uh, Hart, uh, Owen Hart Foundation Tournament final matches. It uh, The men's match was Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. Uh, I liked this match. I thought it was a good match. Bobby Fish interfering a little bit. Um, not much, but a little bit. I uh, thought it made a little... Just, I, I just enjoyed the match. I had no problems with it. I can't think of anything in the match that was... I, I kind of think we even said there was probably going to be some interference. And uh, I believe we both picked Cole to win this one, didn't we? We did. I thought we did. I picked Kyle O'Reilly at first, but then as you reminded me, Kyle O'Reilly was not in the match. I meant to say Adam Cole, and we eventually got there. But yes, you picked Cole. I eventually picked Cole, and we are both correct. You just proved me right that every one of those guys is plug and play, and they're all fucking interchangeable. Mm-hmm. They're interchangeable. They're universal. You know, like a remote that works with any television? Yeah. That's exactly what those guys are. And you know what? That's not exactly a bad thing. They can go out there and work with anybody is what I mean by that. But the other problem is you could literally replace any of them with with any of them. And that's the bad part. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be pretty great if they just did the twin magic spot and the referee didn't notice. But yeah, you did the same gimmick, same stuff. Dude, if you came out there one week and called fucking Kyle O'Reilly fucking uh, Roderick Strong, nobody would notice for at least a month. I still feel like one of my greatest ideas, and I'm saying you can't do it in today's climate, but I still think it would have been pretty funny if, like, during one of the New Day matches, they tried that and the referee counted and they, like, pointed at him and yelled, Gotcha. <laughs> like, they outed the referee as being racist. They all just stand up and look at the referee and shake their head. Yeah, like, you have Big E switch with Woods. You make it, like, super obvious. And the referee still counts. And he's just like, you motherfucker. <laughs> we, uh, do we all look? No, forget it. All right, okay. <laughs> like, I, I think them just looking at him and shaking their heads would be better. That's, yeah, you could get away you know, with that. That's It's subtle. That's all you could get away with in 2022. Just look at him and shake their head and then continue the match. Uh, but anyway, we get Adam Cole winning that match. Uh, short and sweet. I'm sure that's Britt's nickname for him. Short and sweet. We'll say we, you complain about quite a bit, and I, I agree with you about don't choreograph shit. Like don't set it up to make it super obvious. Mm-hmm. It, it started to become obvious with Cole, and it became super obvious when Britt came out the same way. If you're competing in the Owen Hart Cup and you're both wearing pink and black, yeah. And people already think you're going to win. You make it super obvious that you're going to win. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, you might have wanted to save both those outfits for after the win. Yeah, because, well, like, when when it was Adam Cole, it was like, all right, maybe you will, maybe you won't. But then when he won, and then when Britt Baker came out wearing the same exact shit, I just tuned out. I was just, I, I watched the match, but I was like, all right, this is a fucking formal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we had the Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. And like you said, we had Britt Baker come out. And Rancid played out um, Ruby Soho, which... <laughs> I felt bad because the guy from Fozzie played out Britt Baker. They had to multiple times point out that he was the guy from Fozzie. Well, <laughs> that's... then, like, Rancid's playing opposite him. I think that's also Daphne's ex. I, I think that might that. also be Daphne's... Well, I, I think would be widowed husband right now. 
Um, but uh, yeah, you're right. They did have to keep going farther. JR always likes to do that. Got to remind everyone. Got to remind them. But, because uh, at first it was just like, ah, oh, that's like Jeff so-and-so or whatever. And I was like, all right. I thought it was just one of those where it's like, I am out of touch and I didn't see some cool young kid. He's like, no, it's Fozzie, it's Jeff such and such. And I'm like, oh, okay. Rich Ward. Yeah, Rich Ward. Rich Ward. Uh, or, or as he likes to refer to sometimes, Jeff such and such. Jeff such and such. There you go. That I mean, that's, that, that's his nickname, but uh, we don't let that out much. And then, like I said, Rancid played uh, Ruby to the ring. And dude, I got to tell you, Fucking, you still got it, Rancid. <laughs> One of my favorite, another great comment in the chat. <clears throat> I was watching, the guy had on like a, like a denim jacket and yeah. he was bald and he had a beard, the lead singer. <laughs> yeah. And I just, somebody wrote it all caps, Triple H is in Rancid, question <laughs> mark. I was like, that's wonderful. Great references in your chat, dude. I love it. Thanks. I love it. <clears throat> um, so anyway, uh, I thought Rancid was awesome. I thought they had a great set. I really did, man. I thought it was great. And then boom, right into the fucking match. Because uh, on Rampage, I didn't see all of Rampage, but I did see this part. Boy, did they boo the shit. They turned on Ruby after she beat uh, Statlander. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see. I had heard about that, too, on Rampage, that they just they booed her i guess it was a very questionable finish too yeah I, that doesn't surprise me um i kind of don't blame them though because like for, for a while there she was just like eternally on dark or dark elevation so like yeah. they didn't put her in a position where she was like meant to be a star and like statlander was more prominently featured even if she was still just like wrestling on the buy-in show like against uh Layla Hirsch or whatever like her feud still got regular actual TV time and dynamite and stuff like that yeah yeah it did but I think they were just kind of building her a little bit letting her get down there knock off the ring rust and then bring her back up um I see no problem with it it's like sending someone to NXT for a few weeks then they come up eh Go down like here. Derek, Derek yeah. says after that set, you knew Ruby was using. It's kind of the WWE model of if they get a an elaborate entrance, you know that they're going to lose. Well, they both got him this time, which I thought was a little kind of clever. They both gave both the girls a good entrance. Yes. So a little bit. Uh, <laughs> MJF was right. Tony Khan pushed the next WWE stars. Ah, shit. Um, this was another good match, though. I like both the girls in this match. I mean, Britt Baker, I was, I've was i said this before, was not a fan during COVID. And when she was injured, she completely turned me. She was excellent during both those times, during COVID and when she was injured. She was awesome. I've, I, 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 amazing. Um, so both these girls I liked in this match. I thought it was a good match between the two. Kind of, I hate to say this, but Baker kind of has the same match. She, I don't know if it was from you or not, but I know I've heard this complaint before. Like, I, I think it was other people, too, that said she kind of has the same match with everybody. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, you can say that about a lot of people, but she kind of has the same match. 
there's actually one person that wrestled tonight that I kind of feel the same way about, but I also like, so it's sort of a weird paradox. Well, it happens, but um, we did have the, uh, I don't know, the, 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 the power couple, if you will, Britt Baker won this match, which I saw a lot of people and I agreed with a lot of people. I don't really think she needed to. I think this was completely unnecessary. I think the story was there for Ruby to get this win. Not just that I'd like, I would have preferred Ruby to win. I think I actually predicted Ruby to win. I just don't see where Britt Baker needed this win. This, there was no reason to do this besides, I don't know, again, maybe, I don't know, maybe even an AEW, you can suck the right dick and get what you need. According to Ivelisse, at least. Well, from rumors, Ivelisse has uh, definitely contributed her own sucking. Well, <laughs> if she's listening, I'd like to tell her that I run a highly lucrative backyard wrestling federation. Ooh. If you'd like a push to the top. She is adorable. She is just an adorable girl, Ivelisse. <laughs> Stories like that just make me go, I had a chance. Okay. okay. Saying there's a chance, huh? You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, if she if she needs a Michael Hayes type figure in her life. Oh, there you go. I, I already use Old Spice, so I can just like start drinking some Jack Daniels. Ooh. By the way, are you in rehab? Any chance? Can be. That's a that's a great pickup line in a bar. Ever been to rehab? <laughs> Ever been to rehab, baby? Need a sponsor. Anyway. Um, so I don't know why my kids are screaming at each other at 11 o'clock, but, uh, this happens every night at my house. Um, that means we do not refer to it as apartment championship wrestling. It's uh, custom matches. It's fantasy booking. If you will fantasy booking. I understand. I'm ready to go out there. (laughs) It's so funny that that shit got supplemented. Like it got replaced by only (laughs) fans. Because I mean, we, they they just like cut out the subtext to it. Because like before, it was like, all right, you know, if uh, we have such and such wrestlers booked, and if uh, you're gonna pay about three hundred dollars more, uh, Leva Bates will wrestle barefoot. It's like, yeah, okay, this is just porn at this point. Well, w- once they got Katie Cummings, who I'm a fan, big fan. Um, you, you knew where it was going. You you do know who I'm talking about, right? Was it? TNA that did that? No, Apartment Wrestling. Oh. They had Katie Cummings in there at one point. I, I did not know about that. Oh. I know TNA had somebody, and I think it was like like Dixie Carter's time almost, that was a porn star that was trying to get into wrestling. Jasmine St. Clair was in there at one point. Not her, though. She, I mean, she's the, she was the porn star <laughs> at one time. She made time. a lot of friends. Yes, she did. Roughly a hundred, um, if I remember correctly. April Hunter, who I believe is married to uh, fucking Ellis. Festus. Um, the Gallows. Yeah. The big LG. Life's good. The Gallows. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and of course, Jasmine ah. St. Paul was married to the uh, Blue Meanie, which yes. New Jack had a lot of fun with. Yes. Now, we've said Christy Mist. Wasn't that... That was XPW. XPW, exactly, where that whole thing started with XPW. So, 
Exactly. Oh, yeah. But um, speaking of XPW, like, just as a moment there, one of the most underrated episodes of Dark Side of the Ring. That was a fun one. You thought it would be dark, but it was actually pretty entertaining because it was just like we were wrestlers and there was porn stars everywhere and we were trying to work out our match and there was a gangbang happening like three feet away from us. It was pretty entertaining. I don't see a problem with that. Um, but anyway, uh, after the whole Britt Baker thing, we had the whole presentation, Martha Hart. The belts were uh, <laughs> they 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 were pretty cool belts. They had a little um, couple of little representations. One of them was, I believe, to uh, Kobe. Correct. Believe so. And the other was they were loosely rest, uh, based on the Stampede belts, Stampede promotion. <laughs> one of the best lines I don't know if it was on purpose or what but Adam Cole got his belt first and Jim Ross said if you like that one you should see the women's belt and then they pull out the women's belt and it's exactly the exactly the same. <laughs> and I don't know what that was supposed to be about but it was a great line JR is like god damn you could come on one uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one will even know you got two <laughs> special night Y'all leave the plastic on, please. Okay, <laughs> leave the plastic. You perverts. Okay. God damn it. Uh, anyway, Britt Baker and Jamie Hader uh, tonight on Dynamite uh, was versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Um, Ruby Soho actually got the win tonight, and Hader just Jamie Hader grabs the belt, hits Ruby, and I'm like, God damn it, man! They just can't give this girl a break. She's like she's like the Rhea Ripley of WWE at this point. At least they're giving Rhea something else to do right now, which I think is pretty cool. I'm glad she needed something. She needed something, and uh, she changed her look again, Rhea Ripley, and I think she looks hot. I think she was hot before. I think she was hot before all the before, and she's hot now. That's it. Now. Let's get into this little uh, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Paige Van Zandt, who was making her wrestling debut, I believe. I don't think she's wrestled for any anywhere, any company, anything. So, got that versus Sammy Guevara, Frankie Kazarian, and Tay Conti. Um, good match. I got to tell you, Scorpio, I don't know if he just said, fuck it, I'm going out there to put on a show, but... Him and Sammy looked like they were trying to fucking one up each other for a little while there. I I I don't know if they were just trying to see who could break their neck first. But a lot of those and Sammy was hitting those cutters all over the place. Yes, it was. Man, those two were working great. I thought Scorpio and Sammy were fucking amazing in this match. I think Frankie Kazarian was a third wheel. <laughs> He was, but then he was also like kind of one of the more entertaining parts of the match. Yeah. Because the story they told was he just became increasingly more fed up with Sammy and Tay's bullshit. And then after a while, he just started wrestling his own match without. Yeah, but Kazarian just seemed like the dude that was just along on the date. So they, you know, it was like, bro. Oh, man, I forgot, bro. All right, you can go, but just, you know, do your own thing, man. Go play video games or something. That's sort of his, like, career. See? 
like I, I would say, uh, if you remember, like I don't know, I, I don't know how much you know about her. She would only like sporadically appeared, but Kylie Ray, her she would literally be announced as happy to be here, Kylie Ray, and I feel like that works with Kazarian. It's like he's just happy to be along for the ride. <laughs> it's, it's it's like when uh, here we go. We can really make this a nice little relatable one. It's like when Maverick and Goose are in there. In the, in the original Top Gun, and the fucking uh, who was it? It was uh, the one guy just looks at him, Goose says something, and he goes, "You're just you, you should just be glad to be here, you little shit." Poor Goose. Meanwhile, that new Maverick made fucking tons of money this weekend, and I will be watching it this weekend. I keep forgetting I got shit to do on the weekends. My wife has to stop this shit. I haven't seen it. So I can't really say too much of anything, but I've seen amazingly, like the feedback I've seen from it has been almost unanimously positive. It's been, it's supposedly a really good movie. And I heard one, I heard one person complaining about it. Oh, they went all woke. Go fuck yourself. It's Hollywood. Watch the movie and don't fucking pick how woke it is. Just watch the movie and shut the fuck up. Like there was one guy I watch on YouTube sometimes, and like his specific gimmick is that like he doesn't say it, but you could tell by watching it's like he specifically is just a contrarian prick that says bashes in every movie and hates anything that's remotely positive or popular. Uh, and even he really liked it. So it's like you guys are doing well for yourself. If somebody's gimmick is to be a contrarian prick and they still love your movie. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. So it looks good, but uh, that's not what we're talking. We're talking about the. Uh, which obviously Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Paige Van Zandt won. Paige Van Zandt looked okay in this match. I, I I thought she actually did a couple of decent moves, had a couple of good spots. I didn't think she looked bad at all. She uh, has a bit of a Ronda Rousey situation going on, because I don't remember if it was you or not that talked about how she could never find a pair of trunks that fit her. She's always the, like adjusting mm-hmm. her trunks. That was me. Poor Paige had to adjust her top about 18 times. To which, which, I mean, I guess I sort of understand because if you're like doing an OnlyFans where you charge for that thing, a type of stuff, you don't want to be giving it away for free. So I get it. But like that was sort of distracting because she kept just tugging at her top every like time she did a move. Or well, I mean, a- literally just type her name with the word nude afterwards and enjoy yourself. Um, well, <laughs> the thing about that is, <laughs> is, is those photos might necessarily be... Uh, you know, you're not supposed to have them. They might have been taken from a source and given sort of Robin Hood style out to the masses. I don't know what you're talking about. Fappening? As in, like, you know, I've, well, the fappening? I'm not going to say that I've seen, but I've heard of people uh, distributing these uh, sort of paywall content photos um, you yeah. know, through, through other channels and necessarily, you know, sort of uh, subjugating the legal means of it. Yeah, the internet's a crazy thing. Um, but I wouldn't happen to know a website where you could access those photos. No, the fappening. Um, anyway, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, Page Van did win. And yeah, even the chat's agreeing. She was decent. I'm not saying she was great, but this was her first showing out there. She 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 did a decent move on um, on uh, Tay. She actually hit a decent move on Sammy, too. So... I don't know, man. I think she might have a little knack for this. I think so, too. I think if she can, like, you know, if she takes to the wrestling element of it, the actual in-ring part of it well enough, she has star potential, for sure. She's got a good look. She's got a personality. 
she kind of seems almost like what WWE wanted Eva Marie to be, but just she never, they never quite got either the chemistry, the charisma, or the in-ring ability out of her. Well, you know, uh, yeah. Well, that happens. Well, I mean, she was hot, but she was hot. As is Paige, but Paige apparently also has a right foot and a left foot. So she's got a one-up on Eva Marie there. So. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, oh, this was already done. So we actually talked about that, too. Man, we knocked out way more dynamite than I thought already. All right. We've only got one, two, three, four, five matches left to talk about here in Double or Nothing. Um, before we get to the next match, I think sure. this also applies to the mixed tag match and the long speech by Martha Hart. Um, Tony <laughs> Khan openly admitted that he was not going to put the main event of Double or Nothing on while the Boston Celtics uh, mm-hmm. Miami Heat game was still going on. Mm-hmm. He said that he was going to wait until the game was over before he did the main event and that he had a plan as to what to do to sort of elongate the show. And, like, we very obviously hit that point in the show yeah, where they were just killing time. And I, I thought right. it was a very weird way to promote because, like, I... I can kind of see the logic in doing that because like he was saying on uh, the uh media scrum is like all right you've got people over to watch the nba uh, conference finals so you know you get the pay-per-view going you save the big three matches till the end and then maybe people buy after they're done with the sports and they still have family around or whatever they're still celebrating memorial day weekend whatever right but like the thing about it of like announcing it was very weird because like every match that happens that's not advertised becomes abundantly clear that you're just killing time. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're sort of holding the viewers hostage in a sense. Yeah, you know, it, you're right. And I, I didn't even know there was another game going on. Honestly, you, you know I was me. hoping against hope that it would go into like double overtime just oh. to see how long they were going to stall. But it did not. It was promptly over when it was supposed to be. <laughs> we're in AEW hour nine. JR is drunk off his ass. Yeah, well, that would be great. Drunk JR just filibustered. Oh, hell yeah, I'm down. I'll I'll tell you another thing. I want to talk about the fucking death match. (laughs) Dirk makes me feel good because he says, good lord, that long ass speech in reference to the Martha Hart speech. Because God bless her. She she seems like a very nice woman. She seems very classy and elegant. But it seemed like they literally told her to just go out there and just talk for as long as humanly possible. Yeah, they were trying to get her to go out there and make this long speech. And it wasn't. It wasn't I awful. I love not more than anything if like she went to go give Britt Baker the title and she just like yanked it from her, raised it up and then ran away and claimed <laughs> to be the only person that deserved to be champion. Now, now if Britt Baker picked it up and held it up in the air and dropped it. That would have been hilarious. No, no, not funny. Too soon. Well, I, I think. Well, just I was talking more about like you know doing like what <laughs> Owen Hart did with the Slammies, and she just Martha Hart claims to be the only true champion and just runs away with it. I thought mine would have been much more heelish. Well, yeah, I was kind of wondering if they were going to do that too. <laughs> Because it seemed like they were setting up where like they were going to have them talk, and then I was like, well, one of them is going to do some heel shit, right? And then they uh-huh. just like clap the entire time, and then they left. No, nah, I was this like, all is, right, uh, well, that was twenty minutes of my life. I'm not getting yeah, back. I, yeah, what was with the hat? 
Dirk says and her Kentucky Derby at. Yes. And then at the end, she ended the speech by saying the weirdest fucking thing imaginable was I hope when we do this next year, everyone's wearing hats. It's like, why would you want that? Maybe Owen liked hats. I don't. I don't know. But um, it's like it would be one thing if it was just like I hope to see everyone back here, happy I, and healthy next year. But it's like next year, all of you assholes better be wearing hats. Like <laughs> why? Watch how many people have on hats next year. Oh, I hope everyone does. Like if, oh. like if Jim Ross has on one of those big ass Kentucky Derby hats. Oh, guys are going to be wearing them. Uh, but anyway, my my sister's been to the Kentucky Derby and she did wear a hat. For some reason, you have to. I don't understand why, but that's just the thing. I don't either. But, um, all right, let's jump to this next match. Kyle O'Reilly, Darby Allen. Um, O'Reilly started this match pretty strong. And, uh, of course, Allen came back. My God, that goddamn coffin drop on the apron. He's going to fucking kill himself one day. Oh, but, uh, this was another really good match. I, Honestly, I figured this match exactly what it was going to be. It was going to be fast-paced, lots of spots. That's what it was. Yep. I thought I, the one of them that I thought was cool was like Darby went for the dive to the outside. O'Reilly catches him and puts him in the submission, like while he's still in flight. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Now this is a match we didn't get to predict because this wasn't on the card at the time. No, it was added. It was yeah. again. It was just one of those things where it was just, they were clearly putting it on to kill time. And I mean, right. for whatever it's worth, it was one of the better matches on the show. So I mean, credit to both guys to come out there and sort of, with no real heat, no real build, put on a great match that had people interested anyway. Cheers to them. But well, I thought Tony's excuse was hilarious. Well, I wanted to let Martha talk as long as she wanted, so I bought a whole extra hour. Tony, you just said you didn't want to go up against the fucking game. Shut up. God, when is this guy going to learn to close his fucking soup cooler? (laughs) Close it. Shut up. That's what you should do with your fucking mouth. Blow on soup. It was was weird, though, because he kept saying that UFC does that all the time. But it's like, yeah, but that's when they book the same venue or when they're running in Vegas alongside a boxing match that is also running in Vegas. UFC. Like it's two entirely different scenarios. UFC gets two million fucking pay-per-view buys. Fuck buys. Fuck yourself. Yes. Well, he apparently had a meeting with Dana White over the yes. weekend. No, a, a, a dinner. <laughs> I guess a dinner. Yes. Oh, my God. Imagine. Oh, my goodness. Like, oh. I would have I paid five, five bucks to see I'm, Just I, fucking the amount, sheer amount of cocaine. Well, the the tweet was, the tweet was, the tweet was half truthful, half obnoxious, half funny. It it, it was a third of each. Okay, it, it was obnoxious, funny, and pretty fucking stupid to do. But there was some truth in that tweet. I feel like they both just went over like ways that they could roll ball. Their roster members, <laughs> how you can pay as little as possible. Well, Dana, Dana's got it figured out. Dana's got the whole fucking thing figured out. I mean, he's he, that's a very successful fucking business right there. So, uh huh. But um, anyway, Kyler O'Reilly won that uh, that little uh, little match there between those two. Like I said, great match. Um, then we had the women's championship, 
which was Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. I'm trying to think of a word for this match because I liked the match. I, I didn't... No, I didn't like the match. I didn't... Yeah, I did. I didn't hate the match. I'll put it that way. I definitely... <laughs> the praise keeps getting lesser and lesser as you begin to think I, about the match more. You know what? Let me say this. I expected more from this match. I expected more from this match. I expected a more entertaining match from this match. I thought they both could have done a little bit more. I I, I mean, I, the like I said, the match wasn't horrible, but Thunder Rosa wins, retains her title. I mean, well, well, what, is she going to wait till the next pay-per-view to fucking defend it now? I just thought this, after not seeing Thunder Rosa, I thought they both could have done more in this match. I, was it me? Was it just me? I mean, I had sort of, I don't know, a weird barometer of measuring the quality of this match because I was appeased. Because, A, I thought the like outfit that Thunder Rosa had on was pretty cool because she went full on with the Dia de los Mortos well, yeah, thing. Yeah. And uh, at one point, Serena Deeb locked in the fucking stretch muffler, the old Brock lock, as people mm-hmm. used to call it. It looked a lot cooler and Brock Lesnar did it. But still, anytime somebody pulls out that move, I, I do pop a little because it's, it's a cool ass move I, I, I didn't dislike the match I just expect a little bit more out of both of them uh, and especially after I mean literally this is the first this is the first time Thunder Rosa is defending this title isn't it this I believe was. so it was so we haven't seen her in three and a half to four months wow there's, there's a really big discrepancy amongst everybody because Dirk said it was his match of the night I would not at all go that far, but I would say that I liked it more than you liked it. Look, I, again, I didn't hate it. I'm not saying I hated the match. I expected it to be a little more. That's all well, yeah. I'm saying. I, well, I mean, I think you would say it was like sort of a kind of so-so, like average middle. Yeah. I would say that it was good, and Dirk said it's the best match of the night. So it's like this is three very varying opinions. All very right. varying. How about that? And Dirk did correct me. Second title defense. Thank you very much, Dirk. I appreciate that. This is this this is why I love my chat room. Y'all correct me when I need to be corrected. I love it. Could be wrong, but I think it was against Nyla Rose. So I think first. you're. I I think you might be right. Well, yeah. Yes. Yes. No. 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 You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um. Anyway, I I, I just I did not hate the match. I just. Felt it was a little... I mean, you said underwhelming before. I guess I'll just stick with that word. And uh, that was it. I mean, we saw nothing with her tonight. And I got a feeling we're going to wait till the next not special show, Pay-Per-View. Which, my God, when the fuck is that going to be? Well, technically next month. Because they're doing the Forbidden Door show. So she might... Well, no, because they're doing it with New Japan. And New Japan doesn't have a women's division. No. So unless you're going to bring in somebody from stardom, which I doubt. No. No, they're not doing that. They're not doing that. Um, okay. Let's move to this one here. Jericho Appreciation Society was out there versus Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, Danielson, Moxley. Anarchy in the arena. So I think we were expecting... Chaos. Holy shit, did we get it. Blood. I, 
Matt Menard was fucking gushing. Did he fucking hit an artery? I like oh. even before the match started, it was already like it was already off to a great start. Oh yeah, you had Justin Roberts just say, "Ladies and gentlemen, shit's about to hit the thing." Yes, that was great. Then everyone in the Jericho Appreciation Society comes out in all white and they're all wearing kingdoms. So this is like, all right, you're already off to it. Because it was just so, like, every so often I get a little bit annoyed that, like, everybody, like, all the AW heels have to wear these fucking ridiculous outfits. Because I feel like it just becomes, like, redundant if you have everybody wear fucking stupid outfits for heel heat. But this, like, the way that they played this one was so perfect. It's just, they all looked like massive assholes. Yeah. And you wanted to see them get beat up. So it was like, it worked perfectly at this instance. And they came out in the white vest tonight. They looked like the white warriors. That's a trick that people do all the time. And, like, I never catch it until, like, halfway through the match. Because, like, anytime people come out and they wear, like, all white, it's almost a guarantee that there's going to be blood. Yep. And I never really realize it until they're already bleeding. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense whether they're in white. <laughs> exactly. Because you even <laughs> had Kingston come out in the white Yankee shirt. Yeah, but, I mean, that Menard even came out tonight. I'm saying his name right, aren't I? Matt Menard? Yeah. Okay. And uh, his head was all stitched. We had like three spots with stitches in it. Didn't look good. Didn't look good. Um, but uh, I, pretty much, the oh, boy, I'll tell you, during the, I mean, there was an, a fight in an elevator. But during those scenes, man. They were flipping back and forth from camera shot to camera shot to camera shot to camera shot to camera shot. Like I said, I was a little drunk. This is about where I had to take a break because I swear to God, the camera, I, I was I, I was nine Heinekens in. I was starting to spin. <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck, man. I, I need a break. Well, this is where we saw another debut because they were very hush hush about it, but apparently Kevin Dunn's back there working the cameras. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta say though, when we talk about like favorite matches. This was my favorite match tonight because I unapologetically love a good clusterfuck. But I, ha I like, I, I just now sort of appreciate your perspective because I watched it completely so, so it wasn't such a big deal for me. But like, just the idea of how little of attention span I have when I'm drunk, the idea of somebody else watching it while they're drunk. That seems like it was a fucking night. Well, I started drinking early. Of course. It's Labor Day. Memorial Day. I started drinking a little too early. And like I said, I was nine hot. I, I always forget Heineken strong. I was nine Heinekens in. And I just, I, I remember, I remember I decided I was going to take a minute and stretch. <laughs> the next thing you know, it's. Two and a half hours later, my wife's like, are you going to go to bed? You're snoring. <laughs> what? I'm just going to stretch. What? And I I was on the couch, and I woke up and came to bed and passed out. So you're, well, we've said you're, you're doing Adam Page's gimmick, so you're just sort of getting thematically involved for the paper. Fuck yeah, cowboy shit, dude. Like some people dress up as Macho Man, some people need a day drink. I day drink and talk like Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Baby. Oh, yeah. That's what I do. And my wife looks at me like I'm an asshole. That's what happens. That's that's what happens. Um, I, And I loved how uh, basically Moxley goes through a fucking 
the barbed wire board, but the camera was barely there long enough to show it. I was like, what the fuck? There was some weird shit going on. There was just too many camera shots, but the match itself, fucking awesome. Uh, Eddie Kingston dumping gas yes. in this economy. That was probably a good 30, 40 bucks in gas he just dumped out right there. I just want you to know that. Gas went up again today. I, I drove to work. It was 419. I left work. It was 455. Yeah, it went up here too. Yeah. Uh, fucking. I, I think that's going to be one of those like iconic images though. Mm. Of him just like walking down the ramp with fucking eyes glazed, clutching the can of gasoline. I think it's gonna be like one of those like moments, just photos that like kind of last forever. Well, like the like the one with like Stone Cold from the fucking WrestleMania 13, where he's got the blood just dripping from his face and he's like reaching for the ring rope. Yeah, and you see Bret Hart's ass. Well, yeah, that that's part of what makes it so great. Well, because Bret Hart is an ass, that's what makes it great. Um, but <laughs> here's here's what confused me. You've got. Eddie Kingston, you got Daniel Bryan holding down Jericho, right? Or you got him in the uh, the the uh, bell lock, right? Yeah. And fucking, uh, which is the crossface? To be honest, let's 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 be honest here. Uh, it's a cripper crossface, is what that is. And <laughs> I can understand why they don't call it that anymore. I understand, but I'm just saying it is what it is. Eddie Kingston's dumping gas on him, right? And he's dumping gas on both Jericho and Danielson. Danielson waits until he breaks out the lighter to say, what the fuck are you doing? Can you not wait until... Dude, when he started dumping gas on me, I would have jumped up right there. The fuck are you doing? He did. To be, I mean, to be fair, he did get out of the way. But I, I, I could actually buy that, though. Because, like, the, the, the delayed reaction... Because, like, if this, ha- if this was a real... If this were a real-life scenario... Right. And somebody poured gas on you, like what you would take a minute before you could fully comprehend what the fuck it was that was going on. But I really did appreciate that. I like that that he was just so like bloodthirsty and just like you know fucking tunnel vision and trying to get revenge on Jericho that he didn't even care that he was pouring gasoline on his own partner and that he just cared so little about Brian Danielson too that he's like ah we give me burns he burns. <laughs> it dies. It dies. So got out of the way, partner. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that shit. And it's just like, it's just like, it is everything about Eddie Kingston that is just like, he shouldn't be a face, but he's like the best face. Like, he just doesn't care uh, if he causes his partner bodily arm. He's just like, ah, oh, fuck it. We're all going up in this motherfucker. All right. <laughs> but uh, I loved everything about this match. It was a, like you said, it was a clusterfuck. It was chaos. There was blood. There was destruction. It was fucking awesome. There was almost fire because Eddie Kingston was trying to be a wizard. Um, and then tonight on Dynamite, basically they came out there, JAS. Uh, again, they were in the white vests. They literally looked like the Warriors if the Warriors had white vests. And they just put over their win, put over their win. Kingston comes out with Regal. And Kingston is pissed. Re- Kingston wants to fight all of them. And he... <laughs> I knew they were eventually going to do this. He just looks at Regal and goes, Tell him why I want to fight. And Regal just goes, Blood and guts! In his, in only the way Regal can do it. And uh, it was great. I fucking loved it. Uh, they attacked Kingston. 
because obviously he was by himself. But Ortiz is in the ring, and he cut off some of Jericho's hair, which gets Jericho mad enough to accept the blood and guts match on June 29th. But we also get a Jericho versus Ortiz hair versus hair match, which really came out of nowhere, in my opinion. I might have missed something. Did I miss something? No, it did seem a little bit abrupt, I guess. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. Because sometimes I watch these segments and I'm like, every now and then I miss stuff. I, I, you know, I got kids. I, I, I get sidetracked and... I'm glad I didn't miss anything because I really sat there and I was like, I can't wait to ask Mark if I miss something. <laughs> Why suddenly a hair versus hair match? Uh, I mean, outside of just him, like you said, him trying to cut, you know, cutting it off a piece of his hair. Other than that, I think that's about it. I got a feeling Jericho wants to cut his hair again. Perhaps. A little I bit think. of I was listening to, the, he did a, the most recent talk is Jericho. He did with the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. And a fun little tidbit, I guess, when uh, they were Everized at the time, they were released, 2.0 was released from WWE. Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens reached out to Jericho and asked him to have them on the podcast so that they could, like, kind of keep momentum going and maybe pick up some, like, indie bookings or whatever. So he did it as, as a favor to him. And the funny part was is that they were already booked to show up on Dynamite, but they just didn't tell Jericho. So Jericho thought he was doing them this huge favor, but they were already like booked to be there. <laughs> but it was still cool because then even after they formed the Jericho Appreciation Society, apparently Owens reached out again and was like, you know, thank you for putting them in a stable and giving them something to do. And he's like, no, I did that because I wanted them there. Right. Like, I'm not doing you a favor, but it's still cool. That he's like reaching out and trying to get his friends because they they had been working the independent scene in Canada for a long time before any of them got signed. So it's cool that he was like still just looking out for his friends after all these years and when they didn't need to. Yeah, Owen seems like a good dude, man. He really does. Just seems like a down to earth good dude. Kind of guy you want to hang and hang out with. So a little yeah. funny was watching the uh, media scrum at the end because they had it was Punk, it was Cargill, and then it was Jericho, mm -hmm. and. Uh, just the way that Tony Khan hugged Chris Jericho at the end, like just as a way of just like being like, thank you for being easy to work with. It's been a tough week. Please like, don't. That made me believe that everything was real. The no. way that he was like hugging onto Chris Jericho. No, like, thank God. I think he was saying, please don't leave like MJF wants to. Don't go back people. there. Don't go back like Cody did. I don't think Jericho's going to do that. I actually think Jericho is extremely happy doing what he wants, when he wants, not having to fucking clear it with 20,000 people in order to go do it. So anyway, we got two more quick matches to talk about here on Double or Nothing. The AEW Tag Team Championship, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus versus uh, Team Taz, which uh, versus Keith Lee and Swerve, Swerve Strickland, actually. Um this was a really fun, enjoyable little match here. It was a, um, actually, I think this kind of uh, was a good match to have after the last match. Wasn't too crazy, not too many things going on like you would expect in a six-man, but um, I thought it was pretty good. And um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus retaining. That's a pretty big surprise, I'm sure. I thought so, too. I definitely... I think both of us thought it was going to go to Lee and Swerve, didn't we? 
Yep, that's what I predicted. That's what you predicted as well. I think a lot of people did. I think a lot of people were expecting that uh, to go there. But um, let's see. Did anything, nothing really happened with them tonight, did it? We already talked about it, didn't we? We did. Not really. Not too much with them, yeah. Uh, I think we already talked about it. Um, Pretty much I'm looking through what's going on here. We'll talk about that right after we're done. All right. Then let's, uh, like I said, I thought this was a good match. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, uh, Lee and Swerve work like they've been together for 12 years already. I love Keith Lee did two cool spots because he did a dive where he like mm-hmm. went over the top up and just completely cleared it. And it looked fucking amazing. But then there was the other one where he and Swerve did a tag team move where they did essentially what I like to refer to as the fat guy moonsault, <laughs> where he fucking launched himself off of Keith Lee yes. and did a moonsault, but he like ran up his tummy or whatever. Like it was, it was fucking cool. It was a good move. There was a lot of good spots in that match. I enjoyed the match, but uh, again, I, I really figured they were going to give it to uh, Lee and uh, then and um, Swerve, but there was only one title change on this show, Smark, and we're getting to it right now. It was the uh, Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk. And this match, I enjoyed the shit out of this match. I have absolutely nothing bad to say about this match. I don't think I saw anything bad about this match from anyone. Oh, excuse me. But uh, I thought they both told a great story. You know, Punk at one point went for the the buckshot lariat and his knee buckled and you know there was a few listen not every match in this on this show had a few of a few little kinks here and there but this match here was fucking great punk winning a surprise i think uh i had said page i believe you said punk I'd say fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were gonna give it to Paige. But you know what? This still doesn't say that this feud is over. And, you know, I I, I picked Paige because of that whole thing that Jericho has been saying forever that they're gonna make a huge star out of this guy. Losing the title doesn't mean he's done. It just means now he gets to get the title back and stay in a storyline because he will. I have no doubt in my mind Paige is gonna keep in that title hunt for a, a, a good long time. And uh, I think he had a decent run with it. I know not a lot of people were impressed with it, but I didn't see any problem with it. He defended the title a few times. They just, they've got a ton more storylines going. And that's, yeah. not a, and that's not a bad thing that they have more storylines and they're not just focusing on their champion. It's not like they're just focusing on, you know, I hate to compare it to WWE, but a John Cena. It's not like that. It's not like they're doing that. They're not right. putting their their eggs in one basket, Smark. Holy dad. Dadism. The old dadism. Yep. I agree, though. Like, he had the, uh, the the match with Daniels, and that was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Tony Khan pointed out, like, he was the champion when they went into the TBS and they started having shows there. And that was a big moment for them. And so that was sort of a, you know, by extension, showing what they kind of thought of him as a champion, that it was this big change for him. And he was the one that was like spearheading. He was the flag bearer for them. Right. And they went into that big adjustment, moving to TNT to CBS. 
So, like, they believed in him as a champion, and he, I think he had one of the longer runs as champion, too. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, you know, so he had his opportunity, but I think just the amount of potential matches that you have with Punk being champion, I think there's just more opportunity for bigger matches with him as champion than with Page as champion at the moment. Because, you know, you have him, you know, Punk Danielson, you have maybe another match with MJF, another match with Kingston, maybe, you know, something with Samoa Joe has to happen because they had that whole long series in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I doubt that they would do it, but it would damn sure be fucking compelling if they did a Punk versus Cabana feud. I doubt that they will because I think that's too personal, hits too close to home. But yeah, if I they did, it would be very interesting. Think think Cabana is on ROH now. Oh, I Jesus. They literally did like the fucking version of like where like Triple H put like Chris Masters in a crate and won't send to OEVW on it. It's just like he fucking got demoted. Triple H H has demoted Chris Masters in so many ways. Uh, That fucking one line he did. Oh no, that was the Spirit Squad that he did that too. That he wrote like send it OVW. Oh well, he he don't worry. He buried Chris Masters with one fucking improv joke, uh, something about a book, and then he looked at Chris Masters and went, "What's the name of the book? How to lose uh, fifty pounds of muscle in three weeks or something like that." I'm paraphrasing. Oh, it was so bad. Oh, yeah, he killed him. Uh, Chris Masters just uh, you saw the look on his face like I'm dead <laughs> so anyway uh, that was a great match great pay-per-view like I said every match had a couple of kinks a couple of this a couple of that but I really felt that the pay-per-view overall was a very good pay-per-view I wish I could find the clip it's in an episode of Botchamania but I wish I could I don't know if it's on YouTube but they used to do on Twitch like AEW Dungeons and Dragons oh and one of the people the two people that were there as part of the Dungeons and Dragons crew were Chuck Taylor and Colt Cabana mm-hmm. and they were reading the chat and Chuck Taylor goes oh uh, somebody had a question for Colt um, when's CM Punk coming back? Oh. And look on his face. He looked like if there was not a camera there that he would have taken a shot at him. Like he would have yeah. swung on him. But it was just like, and it was great. Because oh. Orange Cassidy's there too. And he's laying on top on the arm of the couch. And you just see him fall down because he's laughing so hard. He's like fucking convulsing, trying not to laugh in his face, but it's killing him. It's fucking an amazing play. Oh, did you say Orange Cassidy was there? Mm-hmm. He's he'll be back soon. He's still injured. Yep. Definitely. Uh, not that I noticed because they have so many people on that roster right now that are you know getting storylines. But good would be good to see him back when he's back. So to just kind of wrap up Dynamite, which honestly we've only got three quick things to get into, and then we're done, man. Um, CM Punk was uh, the first one out as the new champion. Uh, mid-entrance, you know, he's, he, he comes out, the music's playing, he takes his time, he gets down there, he he rubs the ramp like it's sand, and then he does the whole it's clobbering time thing. FTR interrupted that shit. And then FTR and Punk, it was it was FTR and Punk versus Max, Max Caster and uh, who they're calling the Ass Boys, uh, Billy Gunn's kids. Uh, what? 
That's right. Yep. And Caster comes out, and you knew there was going to be an Amber Heard reference because I she did not. I, she got two million, I believe. Johnny got like fifteen. So anyway, um, Max Caster came out doing the rap reference to that. Billy Gunn uh, is pushing Anthony Bowens in a wheelchair. Anthony Bowens was more entertaining than pretty much all three of them, or actually all four of them, in the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. When he got the mic in his hand, especially. Um, I enjoyed this little fucking match. Uh, FTR did get the win, which gave everybody a mic that was still in the ring, all the baby faces, so-called. Punk starts cutting a promo. Dax cuts a promo all about family, this and that. Um, But I think you can see where Punk is going to turn soon on FDR. Um, Definitely going to turn on FDR. Um, And then Punk calls out this uh, little forbidden door reveal. And Smark, Tanahashi. That's right. What do you think of that shit? It's pretty interesting. I mean, he's like one of their biggest guys. He's sort of their, for lack of a better term, John Cena, because he's always in that prominent, like, top position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's kind of a little bit older now, too, and he's starting to, like, he's kind of towards the end of his career, like kind of like how Cena is at this point, too. So, like, all the parallels are there. But it's interesting. If they end up do having a match together, I, I'd be pretty entertained by that. I am curious to see if Punk is going to turn heel because he was saying in the whole media scrum thing to go back to that, that he this is the first time he feels comfortable being a good guy, which I wonder if that's like that just means they're going to keep running with him being a face or if that's sort of putting it out there as a way to work people that is like, oh, you know, I feel good in this role and then he turns heel because usually yeah. anytime he wins the world title, he turns heel. Sort of just what happens. Dirk says he, he was hoping it was Okada. Yeah, Okada and Kenta would have been nice. They both have the GTS. Yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. Um, all right. The only two things we didn't get to on Dynamite: Johnny Elite was there for an open challenge, which brought back the Redeemer, Miro. Now, I don't know about you, Smart, but when I saw that Miro was back, and against. John Morrison, I kind of figured this was going to be a squash match. I didn't expect it to go a picture-in-picture commercial break. I did just because it's AEW. I just feel like every match is going to be a picture-in-picture commercial break. See, they've got you trained. Yep. Wait a minute. Does that mean WWE has me trained? Perhaps. This was actually, by the way, I, I said that there's a person that like kind of wrestles the same match every time, but I still like him. That's who where I was talking about. Because oh, I yeah. was watching Johnny Elite or Morrison or whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, he kind of just does the same moves every match, like almost the same order. But at the same time, nobody else does those moves, and I don't think anybody else can. So it makes it cool to watch. That's what he. Uh, that that's what it is. He can only do the moves he does. He gets his shit in, and he goes the fuck home. Mm-hmm. That's right. It, it's he like has like a fat like sort of like that fast food quality to him, mm-hmm. where it's like it's going to be the same thing every time. But like if you like that particular like fast bland of fast food, 
yeah. then yeah. you're going to appreciate the consistency. Because, like, yeah, it's the same thing every time, but I like it, and I like him, and I like watching him wrestle. So it's like, I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, like, I go to Taco Bueno way too much for lunch, like, three times a week. Well, it's right down the road. You see, there's... Where I work, there's a ton of restaurants, right? And they're all crowded. But there's a little Taco Bueno. And it's just off in the cut behind a target. And it's never crowded. So that's why I go there. I can be out of there in five minutes. If I leave at 12, I can be sitting with my food in my car by 12.10. See, Mexican food's good with that because, at least for me anyway, there's a lot of different options. So you mm-hmm. can go a little while before you get exhausted. Because mm. I like to get the steak, I like to get the chicken, I like to get the carnitas, like that, all of it, like so many of the different meats. Yes. Even a shrimp taco from now and every now and again is good. I don't particularly enjoy shrimp, mm. but every so often, I don't hate it, but like just all the meat choices, I would much rather a chicken or a steak. Oh, the chili shrimp tacos. I do, I do the shrimp tacos at Chili's. They're so good. My God, they're spicy and yummy. Very cool. But anyway, enough about my lunch habits. Uh, and John Morrison, uh, fuck him. He got his ass kicked. Uh, Daniel, <laughs> fuck him. He's a jabber now. Fuck a jabber. Daniel, yeah, he's doing all right for himself. He is, man. I got a feeling he's going to sign uh, quicker than we than we think he is. I think I don't know what's going on. Why they won't just sign the guy? I think they're going to make a little storyline with him with these I mean, uh, open they challenges. Do a really good like intergender division if they wanted to. Mhm. Cuz there's so many different like possibilities cuz I mean Ty is available if they want her. No. Impact. Uh yeah, I, they could figure something out, I think. Uh, I think Probably. they I mean they might have burned that bridge. Yeah, I think they might have pulled the pin on that grenade. Uh, <laughs> right, so never mind. They can't use it. Melina's available, probably. <laughs> yeah, Batista's available too, dumbass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be a great way to bring Batista in. Yeah, make, bring Mickey James in too. Why not? Jeez. All right. Well, I mean, they already recast Brandy Rhodes once, Jesus so you could just Christ. have fucking Evil Lee's come back as Melina or Taya. And why don't you just sponsor him by Arby's and make it all a fucking mess? Nope, nope. Mickey James in Impact 2. Can't be using Mickey James. Daniel Garcia versus John Moxley for the main event of Dynamite Tonight's Mark. That's right. Let's get on. Before we go too far, uh, this match, um, I, I honestly got to say, I know Daniel Garcia isn't this huge fucking name. But this match was fucking pay-per-view quality, in my opinion, man. I swear to God, I feel like it was. Uh, This match was brutal. Mox was bleeding horribly. Daniel Garcia got a ton of counters in in this match. Uh, At one point, Jericho comes down. He wants to distract Moxley. Doesn't work. Kingston ran, uh 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 quote-unquote, ran down he started tripping uh or losing his balance about halfway down to the ring but he made it to Jer- to to jericho to grab him i don't know if did you notice that 
Yeah, it was. It wasn't the most graceful. Of both. It was not very graceful. But he didn't. He did not pull a Titus O'Neil. He stayed on his two feet and he did what he had to do. Um, but Moxley ended up winning this match. But I really felt this was a fucking really, really good match. I think once again Daniel Garcia proves himself as a hell of a fucking in-ring fucking worker, man. Yeah, I mean, I know it's just me as a fucking shitty little fan saying that, but guy impressed me, which again doesn't mean anything, but he impressed the shit out of me. Yeah, he's really good. Like, he definitely, you're talking about, I mentioned him before, people that they think is are probably going to be the future of the company, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was, because he was immensely talented. The future. The whole future there. Yeah, the future. There'll be flying cars by 2023. Yeah. We'll be cooking dinners with a pill. Well, Hmm. close. I mean, you'd be cooking dinners while you're on pose. (laughs) Keep a firehead distinguisher handy. I have. I have. And I do. I do. Um, All right, man. It's fucking... Way late. Look, we didn't do 245. We're going to do about 235. Um, That wins a win, I suppose. We've got to start trimming these down. But I have a beer left anyway. It's fine. I can finish drinking it. All right, folks. So we got a lot in in that show. A few little news things. The MJF thing was definitely important to get to. Uh, it's, I mean, after that promo tonight, it's definitely going to be, uh, front and center tomorrow. I think that's going to be a very talked about thing, that promo and the fact that he hit all the little rumors that have been going on. He touched on every single one. They didn't hold back. They didn't do that. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just think that, that, uh. MJF is really getting his name out there. And like I said, there's so many other ways to give people money in the entertainment industry than just renegotiate the contract. And I think him and Tony will come down to that uh, that decision right there. Like I said, there's merch, there's this, there's that. There's many other ways to get people money than just that little contract renegotiation. Renegotiation. Yeah, just give them the Jaguars. Nobody wants them. <laughs> you're going the blue chips method. Just give them a fucking car. You're going to Elvis method. Give them a good, just buy them a pink Cadillac. There you go. Yeah, just everybody gets a pink Cadillac. That's another movie I can't wait to see. Is that Elvis movie? I I saw like a brief like trailer, but I was only paying half attention. So meanwhile, I don't know if you real quick, and then we're gonna end. I don't know if you saw Priscilla Presley at that fucking little premiere of that movie. The movie got a 12-minute standing ovation. I just want you to know at the end. 12 minutes for the Elvis movie. Priscilla Presley, 75 years old. Wow. Looked amazing. Did not see her. Looked, Looked amazing. So that's a movie I definitely want to check out. No, I, I think want to he see. has a granddaughter that acts too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He does. I saw movies that she was in, unbeknownst to me that she was in it or that who she was. Because there's a movie, I think it's called The Cabin on Netflix. 
Did or she, the lodge. I think it's the lodge, actually. The lodge. Did she go, the lodge? Oh. She was actually pretty good in that movie, too. I had no idea who that she was. Was she? Oh. It's pretty cool movie, too, because it gets really dark from the fucking jump. Because okay. it's like it's a mom. She brings her two kids to the dad's house, and clearly they're not together anymore. But she sees the dad. The dad's like, hey, I just want to let you know that uh, I'm getting married to this new girl. And the mom's like, oh, I'm super happy for you. And then she goes into the kitchen and just blows her brains out. And that's the first, like, five minutes of the movie. Hmm. And it's like, wow, this is this is going to be fun. And it gets, like, way darker from there. It's actually a pretty cool movie. It was on uh, Hulu. It might still be on there if you want to check it. Well, folks, um, to end the show on a – I mean, thank you for Smart to ending the show on such a great note. That's a movie. It's all fictional. I can't top that. She's still very much alive because who is she? Uh, fucking Alicia Silverstone from Clueless fame. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. All right. There's a movie called Twelve Hour Shift that's also on Hulu that has Mick Foley as a uh, organ dealer <laughs> on the black market and David Arquette. So if you want to see a movie with Mick Foley and David Arquette, you c- certainly can. It's actually better than it sounds. Trust me. Yeah. Sounds like a good one to do for Hollywood Hangout one night's work. Anyway, Anyways, uh, yes, let's go get out of here. Tie right in, buddy. I'd like to do it. You're welcome to join me. Um, actually, I would prefer it. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, plugs to get done. Yeah, we're done. That's it. I'm good. You ready? That's good. That's it. Let's go for the big bad one that's right it's the high marks it's cheese man mojo and g whiz they are on the metal mid podcast network sunday nights 8 30 p m eastern time and once again mixler.com slash metal mid podcast network check out all those guys they are over there having a great time of course you've got bobby anthem bobby blades inhumans inhuman experience go subscribe if you are not already definitely want to check those guys out eric Doug, Daniel, the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Definitely want to be checking those guys out. All the user podcast platforms. And if you go on Blog Talk Radio, U-E-U-P Network, right on Blog Talk Radio. Of course, Stephen Milan reviewing films, a letterbox, W-O-X-D.com, slash Stephen Milan, two L's in Milan. Go check him out over there. And uh, I will be doing something this Saturday. I've got... A little concert to go to. I'm going to have to leave early. It's a classic rock cover band. So. Interesting. We'll see how sober I am when I get back. Is it one particular band that they're covering? Or is it like no. a medley? No, it's all classic rock. Very cool. Uh, it's, uh, what is it? Concert on the Creek. Ah. It's right down the road from me. Gonna have to go check this bad boy out. Listen, they have beer. They have beer. That's, that's all I need. Smart, wrap this motherfucker up. Of course. Anyways, Mondays, 8.30 p.m., Metal Mid Podcast Network, Cheese on Sports. We're returning in August. In the meantime, be sure to check out the season finale 
all convict team. If you like murder, if you like domestic abuse, shame on you. But if you like that, we got you covered. There's drug trafficking, maybe human trafficking, all the nefarious deeds you could mm. possibly ask for. Check it out. It's a great episode, and I would know because I was on it. And Mojo and Dirk, we thank them for joining us. Uh, Mojo and Dirk's Moses Dastardly Show. Check them out wherever you get your podcast. Last but never least, be sure to check out Planet Rack on Tour. Planet Rack on Tour podcast. Bobby at the Papa Dave Sincere and Yuck Nasty. Stop counter programming us, you dirty so and so. All 10 episodes, season two, are available right now. New ones are rolling along down the pike, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. There you go. All right, folks, we will be back here next Wednesday. Like I said, I'll probably be back Saturday. Got a feeling I might just do a music episode, maybe. I'll either I do have a... an idea that I will pitch to you after we're off the I'm not doing classic rock. <laughs> you should and you will. No, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'll see what I'm doing. I'll see what Smart's got to, got to uh, go with, and I'll let everybody know. Definitely follow Hollywood Hangout right over there on the Facebook, facebook.com, Hollywood Hangout. Check it out. And on that note, folks, thank you all for joining. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for hanging out in the chat room, especially as long as we've gone here. That's it. See ya. Adios. Later. <laughs>